0: We'll get a it off JP
1: Losman. I just it's just it's a can we can it we keep just going hit like, me. Nate Peterman. It just hit me Nate Peterman. Oh, like, AJ Macaire. Oh, AJ Macaire.
2: Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours.
1: Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's Unsportsmanlike Convo. Right.
2: Right. And here
1: are your hosts, Brock
2: Fleming and Pep Cariati.
3: Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday, August 15th, and we are once again live from the RA Center here in Ottawa, Ontario, and I am getting my fix of Pierre Cariotti. Woo. Pep,
1: we're on the patio. Yes. It's a beautiful night. It's, it's not a, even too hot. Oh, It's a gorgeous night. It might be my favorite time of year, September, the fall, the cooler air, less mosquitoes. But uh, tonight is picturesque, and we're comfortable. We're sitting down on the patio. And uh, once again, the RA Center has been gracious enough to host us and serve us, and uh, we can't thank them enough for it. Agreed. No skeeters.
3: <laughs> chicken wings are within arm's reach. Uh, yeah, good Lord, it smells so good. Yeah, that'll be... Uh... But I'm on my break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's going to take a little while because I'll be eating chicken wings. Uh, so first off, I would like to shout out... A uh, few people, um, Pep, one of them, hmm. uh, my my dear brother Curtis, uh, Chris and Carmen Hetherington, Natter, all the people who were at that gathering that didn't call me. Um, I'd like to shout out Bose, Bose, shout out to Bose. Uh, again, thanks for the old uh, the old invite. <laughs>
1: um, I, I thought you were going somewhere real with that, pal. I'm,
3: yeah. Ugh. I uh, I miss some laughs. I guarantee, I just look at the pictures, I start laughing because I know that when that group gets together, um, yeah. it's to a point where I can't breathe and I'm usually crying. Oh, yeah. And it's between... it's like
1: a brethren, you know? Oh, well, I wouldn't because <laughs> I wasn't there. So I, I can
3: honestly say that I, I don't know. Um, but shout out to you guys. Hope you guys had a great time.
1: Um <laughs> Moving on. No, we're not moving on. Hang on. I gotta I feel <laughs> like I gotta put a I gotta put a seal on this or a cap on it. Picture this. <laughs> Three o'clock in the afternoon. I get a text from Carmen saying, Hey, uh, my brother's here and some of the guys. It'd be great to see you. And I just happen to be texting back and forth with Curtis at the moment and I said, Hey, sure. Curtis, you wanna come with me? And Curtis hmm. said, Yeah, sure, what the hell? Mentioned it to Carm. Carm said, Of course, come on, bring him on. And uh, I don't know, just you're you know, hmm. Brock? You got a family, you're a busy man, you're out in... B- oh. That's
3: everybody, that's oh. everybody, getting, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know, I know. I live, I don't live on the Quebec side anymore. It's not a Hi. quick, quick dash in, but... Anyway.
1: You know? I feel like shit now, man.
3: That's all right, that's
1: all right. You know what? We're going to have a party this weekend, pal. <laughs> at your house. <laughs>
3: you know what that's called? <laughs> What's that? Pity party. Ah, <laughs> oh, we got to go to Bronx because the poor guy felt didn't. Felt like invited. shit.
1: Wasn't invited to a barbecue. I'm there sorry, a barbecue man. There was barbecue too. Uh, no, no, Tell
3: me Okay. Well, this got awkward. It started as a okay. Yeah. Moving on.
1: Pierre is pretty red, although I uh <laughs> I, w- I I I want to change the channel to something uh, important. Okay. Not that that wasn't important, but right, I, do wanna, I do want to I do want to give my condolences out to the Drake family. Daryl Drake, wide receivers coach for the Steelers, died suddenly this week. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I, obviously everybody knows I'm a huge Steelers fan. Uh, to watch them come together like this um, and honor a man who I g- apparently was just a huge influence. And in only his second year with the Steelers, he had spent eight years with the Chicago Bears prior to that. Um, Very tragic, and, you know, with the Steelers team being flipped around, you know, they've gotten rid of some bad character guys. This was, like, a a team that was already galvanized. This Mm -hmm. can only add to their um, closeness. So... um, I saw some pictures
3: of uh, Big Ben consoling uh, Juju, uh, Smith-Schuster.
1: That picture apparently was the first practice uh, after after his death. Um, and I guess a lot of the players couldn't couldn't continue. So it was a, I, I think I posted it on on our pep talk page there. I'm More not sure if you likely. saw that. Yeah, and uh, pretty sad, but it did, is.
3: It puts things into perspective.
1: Did you know anything about him, Brock? Did you know anything about um, his history, or did you?
3: Did he not play for the Rough Riders?
1: He played for the Rough Riders, I believe, in the '70s. He's, right. He was 62 years old, so it'd have been maybe. I'm just do, trying to do the math. It would have probably been in the 70s.
3: Is there a cause of death? Do we know that?
1: I, 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 it just died suddenly. You could only yeah. You know, yeah. you, know, you can only imagine. That, uh, Hopefully, uh,
3: he went peacefully. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, our condolences to that whole family, the Steelers organization, the NFL in general. Uh, as we all know, the sporting community worldwide is 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 quite small. And uh, so when a loss like that is felt globally For sure All right, today's episode We are diving into the AFC East We are going to start breaking down each division of the NFL um, Getting ready for the upcoming season Which opens in, uh, I think, three weeks Uh, Fantasy football starts very soon Starts soon for uh, myself and my buddies on uh, next Thursday
1: you know that uh, the home opener involves Pittsburgh, eh? or, the, or the season opener, the league opener is Pittsburgh.
3: Are they traveling?
1: They're in New England.
3: That's a, that'll be a good. That's a
1: good test game. for both teams. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Good test for both teams. I, um, that's the Thursday night. I believe that's the. Okay. That's the. Does, a, does the season start on a Thursday night? I believe so. Interesting.
3: Um, Yeah, so uh, we're going to dive in, and uh, tonight's actually uh, a special episode because, uh, well, because Pierre's here with me, so that's special. Cheers. But we actually have uh, our first guest who is uh, not a friend or a family. Don't know him. So, uh, yeah, well, keep it on the down low, or whatever, we're not going to divulge everything just yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, he is the... Uh, founder and creator of a uh, called a uh, group called the Buffalo Fanatics. So if you look him up on Facebook, you'll see uh, 23,000 people like this page. Uh, there's some there's some pretty big Buffalo Bills fans in the area, uh, and he resides in Ottawa. And he is joining us later as we go over the Buffalo Bills uh, roster and outlook and uh, predictions for this season. Ooh. But we'll save that. He's coming on a little bit later. Right now, we are going to get into our first team. So, for those who don't know, AFC East uh, constitutes the New England Patriots. I think most people who follow football know who those guys are. Love them or hate them. Um, they're pretty good.
1: I, uh, 20 years are pretty good.
3: Yeah, not, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, there's probably a lot of Patriot fans out there. Most of you are young and inexperienced, and therefore have jumped on that bandwagon. Um, But yeah, so we got the Patriots. We have the Bills, as we mentioned before. And then we also have the New York
1: Jets and the Miami Dolphins. The Jets might be the most interesting team in the division, just of all the changes they made. But anyway, we're going to start digging into the Miami Dolphins as their first team. And uh, I see the Miami Dolphins as, you know, over the last 20 years, very similar to, like, the Los Angeles Lakers of football. Questionable drafting. Really no vision of the future other than the now, so they try to buy some players. Uh, when they do break it up and decide, okay, maybe it's time to make some changes, they sort of they sign middle-of-the-road guys unsure of any kind of future. No direction no real philosophy. And I thought when they, when they had Ryan Tannehill for a few years, I thought finally this team is, uh, has a little bit of direction, uh, a stable quarterback. He, he's been injured the last couple of years, but prior to that, he had, he had a run where he was your starting quarterback. You had some continuity. He had some
3: spark. Hey, you know, he, in college, he was pretty, pretty entertaining, pretty exciting, made plays. Yes. Uh, you know, for a guy who was, I believe it was Texas A&M. Yes, um, you know they had just moved over to the uh, SEC, so he's playing against some fierce defenses. Uh, yeah, I thought, hey,
1: let's see what happens here. And they got Matt. They they had Matt Moore as his backup for a few years, and he seemed to play a lot of the games in the playoffs because they couldn't protect Tannehill. They had no offensive line, so they're a very they're a very confusing team, and they've really broken it down this year. So this year, uh, aside from I don't even know any named guys on their defense aside from Cameron Wake. Offensively, I I don't know what they plan to do. Um, You know, they've went ahead and signed Ryan Fitzpatrick from Tampa Bay. And uh, Josh Rosen they picked up from the Cardinals. So, you know, as we all know, uh, quarterback's the most important position, I think, in the NFL in a pass-happy league. It's what funny di-
3: you use pass happy. What but yeah. Continue.
1: direction are they going at QB?
3: Well, I'm going to answer that with another statistic or let's say prediction. Yes. The preseason offensive line rankings rank the Miami Dolphins offensive line dead last at 32. Yikes. Um, so... If you're asking me how I think the quarterback play is going to be, I think we're going to see, I don't know, I, I believe Fitzpatrick starts the season. Uh, he doesn't finish the season, whether that's by injury or sheer frustration that nothing's happening and they got to make a switch. Uh, Rosen will come in. Rosen's a little bit taller, lankier, can see over offensive linemen, so hopefully he can throw the ball faster. Um, I don't know if either of them are overly mobile. I think Rosen takes a step up in that as well. Um, But when your offensive line is predicted to be dead last, um, the future is not bright for quarterbacks on that team.
1: You you know, Brock, they also made a coaching change again, which, uh, again, no continuity whatsoever. None. None. You know, you're flipping coaches. I mean, you're, that means you're flipping philosophies. You know, you're flipping a total, total change of what you plan on doing with your with your offensive scheme, with your defensive scheme. You know, they keep changing year to year. And if I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, you know, it, it's tough to watch. I, I, looking at their schedule, I, I don't know if they're going to win three games. I've got their schedule right in front of me here. I don't know if they're going to win three games, Brock, and I'll, I'm just going to go quickly game by game, and you tell me what sure. you think. I, I just don't see this, uh, this going well for the, uh, for the uh, Dolphins. <clears throat> so it looks like oops, they start the season Ravens, loss. Patriots at home, loss. On the road to, in Dallas, loss. Chargers at home, loss. Redskins. At The Dolphins are hosting the Redskins Maybe a win Maybe a win there So there's one win
3: I think if Miami wins, they win on the road
1: You think so, eh? Yeah. Catch a team off guard 100%. So I've got one win there They're at the Bills, loss At the, Ste- at the Steelers, loss Home against the Jets, loss he, On yeah. the road against the Colts, loss Home against the Bills, loss At Browns, loss Eagles, loss, at the Jets, loss, at the Giants, maybe a win. It's late in the season. Who knows who's quarterbacking the Giants by that time? No, Is Miami it, in New York, late in the season. In New York? Will be a loss. So th- I've got two wins there. How many wins do you have so far out of the, out of the ones <laughs> I've called? Right? I have zero. Bengals. Uh, they host the Bengals late in the season. Who knows who's quarterbacking? Is A.J. Green still around? I, I'm going to k- give them a win there, so that's three wins, and then they end the season in New England. So th- I've got them at three and thirteen, at most. I think that's pretty optimistic, actually. <laughs> Are like, they going? Oh, you talking over?
3: <sighs> didn't they have a perfect season back in the day? Detroit. No, didn't. Balfe, uh, oh, didn't Miami have a A four,
1: fourteen and zero in a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the I think,
3: yeah. They, yeah, I think it's just as likely, more likely, that they'll get an over this season. I think, if anything, they surprise a team on the road, and there's something else going on with that team where it's just like they weren't ready for it. I don't know what they... There was a a flood, a big flood, or an earthquake, or something like that, and uh, the team didn't want to play, and Miami squeezed out a win. I don't know. They They just... I'm looking at their roster here. There's, there's nobody.
1: Yeah, if, if for, uh, for our listeners, Brock has a list of rosters for all the teams we're going to look over today, and I've got just some general notes. Uh, they gave, uh, NFL.com gave uh, the, the uh, Dolphins a B-plus for their draft, uh, and that was in large part because they picked up Josh Rosen. I think he helped the whole draft, but they drafted a defensive tackle, Christian Wilkins, number one, You'd know more about this player than I would. Um, you know, it was 13 overall. Is he going to make a difference this year? Out of Clemson.
3: Yeah. Anybody out of Clemson is going to make a difference, but not to any significant amount.
1: You know, 13 overall is it's a it's not low, it's not high, somewhere in the middle. Those guys can be a sort of a bit of a roll of the dice. Well,
3: 13 overall is good.
1: Yeah. No doubt.
3: Very good. No doubt. If he's the only bright spot, he's double teamed.
1: Um, They picked uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, a linebacker from Wisconsin, in the fifth round. Um, Again, he rated very low. So, again, another example of not very good drafting. Coaching change, quarterback change, philosophy change, worst offensive line in the league. Is, worst offensive
3: any- line in the league, worst, they, the lowest salary cost of any offensive line in the league, and they did nothing to change their O-line between last year and this year except for drafting Michael uh, Dieter Dieter in, like, the third round.
1: Out of Wisconsin. And,
3: yeah, he's a left guard, and yeah. Wisconsin produces some ridiculously good offensive line, so that'll help, but he's a rookie still. He's if- not a Quentin Nelson and they lost their right tackle in uh, Jawan James. Anyway, so.
1: I, Isaiah Prince, offensive tackle from, uh, from Ohio State, round six. So they, I guess they've tried to address. Round six, those yeah. are
3: fillers. Those are guys that likely won't see the field anytime soon.
1: They drafted a fullback, if you could believe that, round seven.
3: Yeah, what they're hoping is that the fullback can be a sixth blocker to try and give Fitzpatrick a <laughs> rose a second to throw the damn ball.
1: You know, if Fitzpatrick's funny, anywhere he's gone over his career, um, when he makes it a, uh, a change, and he's dealt to a, a new team, and he's dealt been dealt a, a lot, he usually wins the first four or five games and he throws for a stupid amount of yardage. But you know, teams pick up on him. They do, they, there's plenty of film on him. So, um, and yeah, then he's yeah. one year older. A,
3: <clears throat> and he didn't make those moves to the Dolphins last time.
1: Nah, he went to some so, pretty okay, you know, offensive lines, and you know, uh, that's
3: it. Uh, it's a this is a different entity. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Miami because yeah, really, it's it, we're beating a dead horse. I think most people um, have forgotten about the Miami
1: Dolphins. Yeah, uh, it's a sad other too, than it's their a proud franchise, it's a Iconic proud franchise. logo, and.
3: I like the teal. Like I like their unis. I'll give them that. I like their unis.
1: I like their throwbacks. The ones that what they wore with Dan Marino was just outstanding. But you like the TLA? Eh? You like the? the I do. do. you like the helmetless dolphin too? That they changed on their logo? Um, Throw the helmet back on the fucking dolphin.
3: Yeah, if you're gonna have a damn dolphin, have the helmet, Put a helmet on the helmet dolphin. Helmet on it. Jesus Christ! What dolphin doesn't wear a helmet? Be safe. Fuck, man. Dolphins out there, if you're listening
1: helmets on put the Dolph put the helmet on the Dolphin guys Jesus Murphy Don Shula is fucking is he Don Shula man legendary coach you know he must be just shaking his head at what the fuck's going on in Miami how old is Don Shula now oh geez he's got to be in he's got to be in his he's 90s he's got to be
3: uh, I don't know what 90s I thought you were going to throw when on, like, we come back 70s, from 80s. the break we'll, <laughs>
1: we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out anyway I think Brock both of us can agree Dolphins around 3 and 13 2 and 14 yeah, you can agree to that. I think it's less. Really? Um, okay, I'm gonna go three and thirteen.
3: I'll you know whatever. I'll give them two wins. Um, I think that's pretty,
0: pretty kind.
3: They got some quality players if we're talking fantasy. For those who're looking, Kellen Bilodeau is gonna get a lot of work. He's gonna get beat the fuck out of him though. <laughs> so don't expect a long <laughs> season, but he's there. But all the other guys, I mean, they got some good receivers that just are gonna go die. You know. Kenny oh. Stills, Devontae Parker. Uh, I mean, they have Alan Hearns, who at one point was up there. Anyway, other there's than there's some that, talent.
1: Yeah. And the, there's some talent out there.
3: You're no. in the NFL, there's talent. Yeah. But are you in a good situation to do anything? I don't know. No. And I'm really curious. You know, Brian Flores, he's the new head coach. He's got to bring in a whole new culture, a whole new attitude. The question is how long is he going to be given? To change that. And I don't think it's going to be too long. That's exactly it. All right. That's it for the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Sorry for all you listeners. We did it first. That way you couldn't just turn us off at the end. We're going to come back with some uh, New York Jets. Yes. But I'm on my
1: break. And we're back. Not only are we back, but we have a visitor. Yeah, brother, your brother. Yeah, he's here. He's here. He's uh. If we have like a fan award, you know, t- you know how they have top fans on uh, on Facebook, and they get a little award or whatever. They get a little. Uh,
3: you know, because you're a CTV top fan.
1: Yeah, I'm regretting that decision. As a matter of fact, <laughs> That is this false. Uh, no, I love it. Um.
3: Anyway, it's welcome to Curtis. Like, Thanks wh- for coming up, bud. He's like a the unsportsman like roadie. Well, he made a, he
1: came up with the name.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean this yeah. this is his baby essentially.
1: Really, you're like the GM of this, really. Yeah. <laughs> Do we get paid? Oh, he's laughing. No, I guess I okay. guess that's a no. Okie dokie. All
3: right, not yet.
1: All right, we're jet off jet. to the uh, New York Football Jets. <laughs> New York who Jets. Who I think K-E-T-S, Jets Jets Jets. Who I think might be the most interesting team in the division. Uh, not because of Quinnen Williams, <laughs> well, although because of and Williams. But uh, I think what they've what they've done with their roster, uh, they've certainly improved their offensive line, and uh, upgraded their their running back situation. As we well know, as I certainly know as a Steeler fan, I think Le'Veon Bell, with for all his faults on the microphone, he's an exceptional football player. You know, a, a guy that can catch sixty balls and run for twelve hundred yards. You know, those guys are few and far between. He's as good... I mean, in Pittsburgh, they, they had him wide a lot of the time. You know, if he wasn't running the ball, they had him flanked out. And he yeah, was equally as... He's, he's
3: a wicked receiver. He's a wicked
1: receiver, and he's a big guy. And he's... A, as dumb as he sounds off the field, he's an exceptional um, talent when it comes to knowing the football game and knowing that he has a good feel for the game, the time of the game, the score, what they need from him. He doesn't fumble. So... As a football player, he's exceptional. He's worth every penny, I think. If you ask me, as, as a running back in today's NFL, you would need a guy to catch the ball out of the backfield, block. For sure. Um, he's, he's what you want. You know, and we all talk about, you know, guys being – we've had this discussion many times, Brock, about guys being replaceable. And I'd say 99% of running backs are, but Bell is a real special talent. And he's big, and he's, he's got that unique running style where he waits for his blocks to set up. And
3: Well, that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit in terms of him – because in order to do that, to be patient and follow your blocks, you need to have a fairly decent offensive line. Yeah. And my curiosity around Le'Veon Bell this year is the system and the people he's playing around, are they going to be able to facilitate the way he runs in that kind of style? Well, let's
1: have a look. You have the roster. You have the uh, the offensive line. Yeah, so the chart. offensive let's line. Let's see who he's got. He
3: Is got? ranked twenty seventh in the league, so not
1: great. Is that on last year's ranking, or is, are they based the on projections for this year? Who, who did they got blocking? They just they picked up a couple of guys recently. So, oh, well,
3: they did. They uh, they traded with the Raiders and landed that uh, left guard Osemele. Uh, Osemele. he is a stud. He is a stud. And he's healthy, um, which is obviously a major upgrade interior, uh, provided he stays healthy. Uh, they also uh, they traded up in the draft. To get uh, in the third round, late in the third round, but they got the uh, left t- left tackle uh, Chuma Edoga, USC. Yep. Um, who should always, who? He's very good pass blocking. We'll see how he does in terms of the run, but he's a very good pass blocker, which is going to be great for Darnold um, if they actually put him at left tackle to start with. Um, and uh, Ryan K- uh, Khalil actually came out of retirement. Came out of this retirement. I saw that to, to play center for them. So
1: if, if he's healthy, he's a, he's an all pro.
3: If he's healthy, he's a stud.
1: Is he an all pro this year? Not likely. How long has he been retired for? Uh, that I don't know. I don't know. But we'll get our man Curtis Fleming on the. Uh, you
3: thanks, know, buddy. If it's uh, you know, it's at least a year or so. So. Um, he's, but he 's going to bring a very good veteran presence uh, to that line absolutely and as a center it 's vital for that guy to be the leader he 's the natural position where he 's going to make a lot of calls he 's going to make sure that the other four guys are buying in and are on the right page and so that could this could be the game changer that the Jets really need in terms of a running game and a passing attack because if you can get the offensive line. Uh, to outperform what they're
1: projected to, uh, I think the Jets are going to surprise a lot of guys. And did... I'm not sure if we can correlate Ryan Khalil's retirement with what happened to the Panthers last year. They didn't make the playoffs. They were predicted to make the playoffs. So, you know, his loss, I thought he... I, you know, he's, he's been a spectacular center for years uh, and really helped... Cam Newton developing into the quarterback that he is. You know, the way Cam Newton um, plays football, the way he hangs onto the ball to the very last minute, you know, he relied on his center to make sure that nobody got up the middle. So, that was a big loss. Um, We have our Ryan Khalil. We don't have the... uh, Does it say how long he's been retired? official
3: uh, number there, but...
1: End of last year, so he played last year. Okay. So, that, So. that goes my theory about protecting Cam Newton, but... Uh, he he! I thought he really helped Cam Newton's career by, you know, by allowing Cam Newton to hang in the pocket as long Cam as he. Newton could.
3: had a pretty good season last year.
1: He did. I, I don't know what happened to that team. I think they just faltered towards the end. They started off pretty well, and I love that McCaffrey. But anyway, we're off, we're off. Uh, we're on the wrong. Yeah, team that's here.
3: another episode we'll get into that one. But I do. I well, yeah, I love McCaffrey too.
1: Jets draft got a B. Um, they drafted number third over number three overall. We all know who he who they drafted, Quinn and Williams. Arguably, our favorite soundbite. He is our favorite Sam. Can I play them?
3: I Can got you four. play them?
1: I was hoping you would. Yes. I got four. I oh. put
3: four of them together. This is and Williams, the great and Williams hasn't oh. played a game
4: in the NFL yet. Enjoy them, yes. folks.
1: Any quarterback that slightly resembles Kyler Murray?
4: Uh, no, I don't feel like I have going against a quarterback slightly resembling Kyler Murray, but uh, I feel like Kyler Murray is not uh, where about... <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Were you working with one of those D-line
4: coaches like Chuck Smith or anybody like that down south? Uh, no, so I was working out at uh, University of Alabama and University of Georgia Tech mostly. So the different guys, on um, the defense line coach at Alabama, defense line coach at Georgia Tech, I worked out with. But a lot of guys I just uh, I just worked out on my own. Uh, not really much I can do. Like I can YouTube everything. I don't really have to go pay pale. You know what I'm saying? A superstar, a superstar, like like a super like a super performance dude. I can just YouTube and just do it. Cause you're gonna go on the field by yourself. You can't take the performance coach with you. So I just YouTube a lot. Uh, I did a lot of stuff that we do here over and over. I did a lot of conditioning. Or oh, I ran track a lot. Cause I seen uh Deshaun Jackson running track all the time. So that got me some track cleats and started some running track, track yes. all the time. So it got me great, great shape for the I had did a condition test, so it got me great shape for it. Got here, the hard work, uh, the dedication, the different uh, character things. Ugh, listen, thank you that I got here, so. Right now, I got an 80-year-old ultimate team, so I'm going to go play with myself today. So, see how I feel. That came out weird. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm mad. I'm playing play with myself. I'm mad. So.
3: Oh. Uh, oh. That last one kills me. The fact, like...
1: That came out weird.
3: <laughs> that
4: came out, he catches it, but he
3: laughs about it. There, there's a bunch of other ones where he just talks about being kind of cheap. Like what, you know, they ask him what he's going to be his first purchase and yeah. stuff like that in the NFL. And uh, he's like, I don't know, I'll buy a car for my grandma or something. He's like, my girlfriend was asking, and the reporter's like, do you think your girlfriend was, like, fishing for, like, what, are you going to buy her? He's like, no, nah, <laughs> she's not like that. She just knows that I'm cheap. Like, <laughs> then She's like, you don't buy nothing. What are you going to buy? But
1: anyway, so it's it pretty, funny. Listen, you're, you're an immediate YouTube legend when you can when you sneeze and bless and thank yourself. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear to know that this kid's good. Hey, listen, between him and Leonard Williams, no one's running up the middle on that team.
3: You know, it's going to be—he's uh, going to be fun to watch.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, now, Brock, who who is playing? Uh, who is playing? Do they uh, do they play a four-three or a three-four? Who's playing outside of those two guys?
3: Well, they got uh, Brandon Copeland. Uh, and Jordan Jenkins are the two that usually play outside, um, depending
1: on the formations they have. And they have spent a ton of money on C.J. Mosley, I believe. C.J. Mosley is inside linebacker from the Baltimore Ravens. That is correct. Great pickup. A lot. Uh, some. Was huge. Some, some think they they may have overspent. Uh, you know, they've spent a ton of money on Mosley and Bell. Um, that's a lot of money, but those are two AFC North guys who have a lot of playoff experience and know how to win. So they're tough. Oh.
3: Um, but you talk about spending money. Uh, uh, Quentin Williams, he's been uh, working with uh, another Alabama uh, alumni guy with uh, with the Jets. That guy, Steve McClendon. Yeah. And uh, Williams signed for twenty six, I like twenty six million dollars signing bonus, Oof. which is six million dollars more. Than
1: McLennan has earned in 11 years playing. He was a Steeler. In, uh, he's a Steeler defensive tackle for. I think he played for five or six years with the Steelers after Casey Hampton retired. Uh, you know his his big call to fame is uh, he does ballet for uh, for his, some of his off season training. For, oh yeah. To keep his feet. Yeah. Keep his feet light.
3: Uh, Lynn Swanish.
1: Did Lynn Swan do that? Lynn Swan did do that and uh, He was on
3: Sesame Street when yes, I was a kid doing that. Yeah, he
1: sure did. Um, but uh, you know McLennan was a good uh, I think he, he's still there with them right? I believe he's still on the on the roster. Who is that? Steve McLennan.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, he's so, working. Yeah, he's mentoring Quinn and Williams right now.
1: So they got a uh, they got a B for their draft. Uh, they I didn't There's no huge notables with no. their draft. No. No, they don't really I mean, mention Williams anybody. Williams is one of the biggest ones. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think, uh, you know, round three, by picking Ja'Kai Polite from Florida, and then you mentioned Idoga uh, from... Uh, Polite is
3: a ridiculously good speed rusher. Yeah, I've heard about him. And there's some, like, I mean, I watch games, I'm going to a Gator like, fan, where he would rush off that edge, it would be a swing pass, he would turn back around, and he would be making that tackle about 20 yards downfield. Catching a running back.
1: It reminded me of Jadavia and Clowney a little bit with uh, a little bit more of a motor, though. Uh,
3: Maybe more of a motor, but not as much power behind as Clowney. Clowney's a big dude.
1: Yeah. So what
3: he did with his size is something that polite doesn't do as well as he does anyway he's got again it's a motor and in the nfl it's it's definitely a motor league you got to be able to be going all the time and i think polite will get on some special packages at some point um let's talk about sam darnold and the offense so now you got Le'Veon bell your receiving core is you know made up primarily of uh robbie anderson uh inunwa And now, um, you know, you got Jamison Crowder. Your O-line should be improved. But let me ask you, what do you think Darnold's sophomore progression will be after um, the departure of the veteran um, McCown in the locker room? He was like a 40-year-old... Around the
1: league, yeah, you know those guys. I can appreciate those guys, those quarterbacks who have a lot of a lot of uh, experience. But like, did McCown really help Jameis Winston? Like, you know, I, I think there is value in having a veteran backup, veteran guys in in the locker room. But you know, he's in his second year. He played all of last year, so it's not like he didn't get any experience. So it's you know, he's it's time to be a leader. Like, you know, if you look at the Jays, they got rid of all their guys and put the rookies in, and they're flourishing. So. You know, I'm certainly not going to compare the Blue Jays with the New York Jets, but I just did. I, I don't. I think that's a little bit overrated. It's time for okay. him to be a leader. It's his second year. You know, he now he has a feel for the New York market, the New York media. They are, in many ways, the second New York team. I think the Giants get a little more play. So there's. I don't know if there's a lot of pressure on him. Robbie Anderson is a solid, not spectacular, but solid wide receiver. And noon was a, like a a freak athlete. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jamison Crowder is just a solid slot guy. So, you know, they drafted uh, a tight end. Yeah, they drafted Wesco, uh, Trevin Wesco from West Virginia, who's a blocking tight end. So clearly their plan is to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to dink and dunk and keep the system simple for for Darno. I I see a lot of slants. I don't see a lot of downfield stuff with that team, especially getting Jamison Crowder, you know. And uh, I think they've already named Crowder one of the team captains. So (laughs) that says it all. He's uh, not a downfield guy. He's a he's a slot guy. So uh, I think I think we're going to see that uh, Darno take a step forward. Uh, good Lord! I think it was the first game last year when they slaughtered the Lions in Week One. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were already having the the Super Bowl parade for him. Uh, the pre- that just it was just unfair to expect anything more than what happened with Darno last year. It was a, they were a terrible team.
3: Darnold. And, uh, you keep saying Darno. He's not a it's, HAB player. He's no, not a you know why Canadians. I'm saying
1: that? Because I think about Travis Darno, the catcher for the. Uh, oh, oh God, former catcher for the best. Darnold, Darnold, Sam Darnold, Samuel Darnold. Hey, I do live in Hull, so anyone named Darnold, Darno.
3: Remember you? I actually want to bring that up. Remember you asked me? I think it was on air. Do you say H or H? <laughs> Remember you said that? Yeah. And you said you say H. Yes. Sing me the alphabet right now.
1: A B C D E F G H I J K L, L M N O P say
3: H. <laughs> that was so forced.
1: Uh, Let's look at who the Jets play this year. Yeah. And uh, I I see the Jets. Give them to me. I'll tell uh, you if they win or lose. Yeah, I just I just don't feel like uh, the Jets are going to win the division. But let me. I'm gonna go.
3: When, you, you, just. They're not at a spot to win the division when the Patriots are in that division.
1: Yes. Um, can they take one from the Patriots, though, is I think what the. Uh, if they can split their division.
3: And oh. you say, because the Jets are second fiddle, let's say to the Giants in New York, that there's no pressure. <clears throat> you sign two huge guys. Le'Veon Bell brings pressure, and Mosley brings pressure. You sign guys for $50 million a piece. There's now pressure. Oh, no
1: doubt. Oh, no doubt. And I, I say that with a grain of salt because the New York market is just that. It's pressure, right? It's a pressure cooker in there. But I think they're lucky that they have a, a team that can, be, can deflect, especially if David Jones ends, ends up getting some PT in New York. The media is going to gravitate to that story. But, no, you're absolutely right. And I think Mosley's pressure is different from Bell's. Bell's bring, Bell brings uh, maybe unwanted media coverage with his stupidity although he's a super talent on the field. And Mosley has just been paid huge money. So the pressure is different for Mosley. If he doesn't perform, they're going to they're gonna view it as a, you know, why do we sign this guy? Is he, can he Can he defend the pass? Can Mosley defend the pass? He played in a, in a division where teams ran the ball a lot. So he clearly succeeded in that. But can he defend the pass? Can he defend the, the slot guys in New England? Do they bring the right guy in? It, 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 for me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go to the New York Jets when you have to play New England twice a year. But that's just me. If I'm the GM, I'm not blowing my money on a guy that maybe can't cover Edelman.
3: Yeah, but the Jets, have been, with Quinn and Williams and uh, Leonard inside, that frees up the linebackers to be able to play their game um, and kind of flow freely. So I think that's going to be the, the real indication as to wh- how he does. But, again, you gotta, you got to understand the situation that he's in and the, the players that are around him, and at that point we'll find out what works and what doesn't work.
1: Oh, and listen, I, I was hoping that uh, I was hoping that the Steelers would sign Mosley. So don't get me wrong here. Anyway, let's oh, yeah. quickly go over the Jets games and maybe just make a tick off here on the uh, on your sheet with sure. games you think they're going to win. All right. First game, they host the Eagles. Loss. They host the Bills.
3: It's going to be tight. I think the Bills-Jets games are going to be really good this year. They host
1: the Browns. Let's say they win okay. the Bills, the they, first one. They host the Browns right after that. Loss. They're at the Patriots. Loss. They're at the Eagles. They play the Eagles twice this year? Oh, I'm so sorry. The Eagles game is a, um, is a preseason game. All right. So, um, my bad. So, they actually, let me reset this here. They're... They host the Bills? Host okay. the Browns? Okay. At the Patriots. Those are the first 3 games.
3: Okay. They're probably one one and three of that one.
1: Okay. <laughs> They're at the Eagles. So Loss. Host the Cowboys. I'm going to say win. All
3: right. Tick her down. Tick, another tick. So one or 3. They host Cowboys. the Patriots. Uh Ah. Still, I don't think they're ready to take on the Patriots, but anyway. So I'm going to say loss.
1: They are at the Jaguars.
3: Uh, Win. Check.
1: They're at the Dolphins. (laughs) I think we know that. Double check, yeah. Double check. Uh, They host the Giants.
3: And they win that one.
1: Okay. They're at the Redskins. They win that one. They host the Raiders. They win that one. They're at the Bengals. They win that one. They host the Dolphins. They lose that one. (laughs) That's the one you think the the Dolphins. That's the one. one. Dolphins on the road in the
3: cold. At the Jets. In the cold. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Okay.
1: They're at the Ravens. Loss. They host the Steelers. Careful now. Win. Okay. Just want to make sure you
3: hear that. Not cool. Well, neither was not inviting me to the party. Go ahead. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they are at the Bills to end the season. Uh, they'll lose that one. So how many wins you got there, pal? Uh, I think I have nine. That sounds about right. I think the Jets will finish eight and eight this year, personally. You have them going in nine and seven. Yeah. So I'll go with yours. You went with mine earlier. Okay. We, we, uh, we are special is here. We're not going to introduce them quite yet, but um, f- just for his knowledge, we predicted the Dolphins to go three and 13 this year. And uh, we just went through the New York Jets roster, and we think that they're going to finish nine and seven. Is that what your that your call? That's my call. Nine and seven. The three and thirteen was his. Fair enough. So we're going to go to break. Unless you have, do you have anything else you want to mention on the New York uh, football let's Jets? Let's get to
3: the. Let's get to the. Actually, the Jets are entertaining, and I'm very interested to see how they do this year. But let's get to the Patriots and Bills. Achoo. Bless
1: me, thank you. But I'm on my break. <laughs>
3: All right, we are back. So we have covered the Miami Dolphins. We have covered the New York Jets. And if anybody is still listening, thank you. Because (laughs) those two teams are uh, not the cream of the crop, let's put it that way.
1: No, and the Jets have the, like we discussed, the Jets have the potential to be a 10-win team. They're likely going to be somewhere around an 8-win team. But, uh, you know, I I think their receivers may cost them. I don't know how healthy Jamison Crowder is. He had an injury last year. But, um, yeah, now we're off to bigger and better things. But before we we talk about bigger and better things.
3: We are welcoming our guest. Our special guest is in the house. He just walked on the the patio of the RA Center looking all dapper in his Buffalo Bills gear and his Buffalo Fanatics T-shirt. Love it. Um, Got the Buffalo Swagger, which is fitting as we talk about their team moving forward because I think there's going to be a little bit of swagger. Hey, Rico. Mm-hmm. But for... uh I want
2: you to check that out. <laughs> oh, what's going on with
3: that? Well, he just gave it away. All right. So we got Rico, the founder of Buffalo Fanatics. Uh, you can find his Facebook page, his YouTube channel. Uh Twitter. This gentleman knows Twitter. everything about Buffalo. Twitter. I try to. Uh, he's got a contest He just one, so I don't, I'm sure you, you've... Uh, yeah. You've announced the winners. Absolutely. Um, Instagram? Yeah, we we guys, Instagram.
2: we'll listen on that. Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, uh, Discord chat, uh, you name it. We're trying to be on every platform there is so it gives Bills fans
1: from all over somewhere to talk Bills. We're talking proximity. Buffalo Bills, closest NFL team to Canada? Absolutely. Yeah, closer than Detroit. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Wow. There's yes, a geography lesson Well, listen, man, <laughs> geography, look, look, man, I went to Hall High School, okay? The only geography we learned was where's the closest depinur? There you go.
3: It's true. And yeah. what's what's Canada? It's Quebec over here.
1: Exactly. It's,
3: uh, it's funny
1: because I live on the Quebec side,
2: so a lot of people want to say I live on the other side. Right? <laughs> another country. Yeah, another country. We have, whole, we have our own
3: flag <laughs>
1: right now. That's it, man. Um, awesome. Well, welcome, Rico. We yes. appreciate your appreciate
3: time. It. We appreciate you coming out uh, as we do this AFC East analysis. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, man. Again, your platform, you talk about reaching Bills fans all over the place. Hey, I'm looking at some of your followers and the numbers. I don't even know there's that many Bills fans.
2: Are you nuts? Man, listen, <laughs> we, we've got a very big, large, loyal fan base, a very loyal fan base. And uh, you'd be surprised how many Canadian Bills fans there are. Um, I'm just happy that we never actually moved the team here. That would have
3: been disastrous. That would have been disastrous. Yes, I 100% is. agree. Uh, Canada would not have handled that. No. Uh, uh, Toronto definitely would not have handled that uh, well. And you want loyalty? You do not go to Toronto for loyalty you unless don't. you play
1: hockey. <laughs> you know, Rico, I've just been hit with a tidal wave of emotion. Was it? I've got so many questions for you, and I know, we, I know we're, we're going to get into New England. Well, and, ask, but, ask the questions. Yeah, I think, maybe I'll the questions just, maybe just save them for the, the Buffalo. To, uh, like, I want to know how you feel about Doug Flutie and how Rob Johnson. Okay, let's go through like the New England so Patriots first. Yeah, 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 let's just get, get that so out of the way. We'll That's got, literally we'll formalities. That. Sorry, let's get man. Tom
3: Brady and those guys out of the way. Drew Bledsoe. And let's and, uh, dive in. We'll get it off. We'll get it off. J.P. Buffalo. Lossman.
1: I just, it's just, it's a, can, can, it can, we, can we keep going? Like, Nate Peterman. It just like, hit me. Nate Peterman. A.J. McCarry. Oh, A.J. McCary.
2: They would not go through
1: yeah. them all, man. What happened to A.J. McCarron? Did he
3: marry that girl?
2: Oh, everybody he, was loving that did, girl. Yeah,
3: did he end up marrying her?
2: Uh, I think so, man. I think so. I think right, I so miss- he, he went. What I miss? Who marry? Who marry? Who? Oh, he's got. He's ah. got a fine little something that he uh, he was dating through college, and then uh, yeah, McCarran. It was yeah, I mean, it was the talk of the town. He was
3: in the national championship game, and she got more publicity than he did. Absolutely, for they being
2: kept there, on panning into the stands and taking a look at Mrs. McCarran or the future Mrs. McCarran. What?
1: All that good stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. He, he actually. I thought when uh, I thought his time in in Cincinnati. You know he showed some he showed some promise, and then I think he went to Buffalo after that as a backup, and then the Raiders just flat out cut him last year, which was surprising. But b- big kid with a big arm, what what happened? Just uh, I don't know about the big arm,
2: but it's just it, you, when you get stuck behind uh, Andy Dalton, there's really not a, there's not really an opportunity. So that when he came to Buffalo, that just was just a mess. Yeah. It was a mess. You, you think got... there was an
1: opportunity there after they cut tie, or they let go of Tyrod?
2: They let go Tyrod, and then you got the. I'm a Nate Peterman fan. So it, it's funny. People laugh at me for it. NPP. NPP, yeah. Nate Peterman process, man, because it was all the, McDermott's all about the process, the process, the process. So in my mind, I thought, hold on a second. Maybe Nate Peterman is the process he was looking for this whole time. And no, he fell in his ass. And now he's so, gone. Yeah, he's gone. And now he's gone. He's gone. Didn't he
3: just have whip off a 50-yard run there with the, the Raiders? He's, he's uh, hey, Looking flight
2: of foot, he, looking fast. The funny thing is he might take the backup spot. With the Raiders, I, I'm confident he's going to be on Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon is a bum. I don't know why he's still in Mike the Glennon game. is a bum. Okay, but here's the thing. If they don't protect David Carr, Derek Carr, excuse me, Nate Peterman's going to come in the game. <laughs> it's going to be Nate
1: Peterman to <laughs> Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown. Tony,
2: Tony Toe Touch. Come on now, let's go.
1: <laughs> if he gets his helmet. Uh, it, we, have a, we have a quote from our uh, NFL expert here, yes. our stats guy, mm-hmm. Curtis. Who just pulled up a a quote from John Gruden saying that Nate Peterman Nate Peterman is quote growing unquote on growing on him. You heard that he already oh, knew this. Uh, listen, man, you're talking to the guy that, that does bills all day. You man. are I,
2: Na- you are I follow MPP. Nate Peterman, man. That's my guy. I still I still <laughs> I still mess with him.
3: So you're the only follower. I saw that. He, yes. Nate peterson has got one follower on Twitter. That's you. That's me. All right. All
2: right. All right. Well, I'm rooting
1: it. for him. I'm the
2: Nate I'm the Nate Peterman ambassador.
3: Yeah, the cars <laughs> run his course. I like Peter. I like I'd like to see him do well.
1: Hey, well, I got a million questions for you, buddy. But we're we're, we're going to get to the we're going to take care of the Patriots, let's, let's do it, and then I, I just want to I do want to ask you and before we get into the Buffalo Bills current roster, right? I do have a couple of questions for you on how you feel about some of the decisions in the past, sure, and, and where they're at now because they had such a long playoff drought after uh, the tie rod issue or before the tie rod play uh, season. All uh, right, for like, all the uh, listeners, if you're ready,
3: just fast forward about. Five minutes and you'll get to the stuff that we just talked about. <laughs> uh, you want to ask? I know, him.
1: so God,
3: let's just jump over. Okay, whatever. The Patriots are good. Belichick is great. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tom Brady signed an extension. He's a free agent after this year. Yep. Rumor is he's got his house up for sale. Nah, he doesn't do you know, anything. Does he? Is there a chance that Brady goes to another team after this no, season? God.
2: Absolutely not. No. You just gotta do it. No. He's one. Of, he's 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 the Kobe Bryant.
3: Can he do it? Let's put it that way. When Manning went from the Colts to the Broncos still pretty
2: well. No, you can't use that because sure. Manning, Manning had that that very serious injury. So they he was on the cusp. They didn't know what to do. So then when they drafted Andrew Luck, you had no choice but to see the future Hall of the, the Hall of Famer on on his way.
3: Okay, I get it. But Manning had success in Denver. Yes, he did. Does Brady I have my own take. I feel like Brady is good. I think Brady is very much uh, a beneficiary of a phenomenal coach, system, and organization um, that I don't know if Brady would have been able to do the same things Manning did by switching teams. So for me, I am dying to see Brady go to a different team. It's probably not going to happen.
1: Never. Uh, He'll retire before that. He, he will. Yeah. He, no, he there's
2: won't no way. It. You got your, your coach by the, if not one of the best coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time. in Belichick. Uh, You've got an offensive coordinator that just knows you inside and out, Mm -hmm. knows what you like. Um, I just can't see him wearing any other color but that. And he's, what, 41 years old, 42 42 years old? Nah, he ain't doing that. There
1: are two other franchises that come to mind in in the professional sports that can even be in the same conversation, and I, I say that loosely. You know, the Detroit Red Wings had a long long run of making the playoffs and they have a couple of cups to show for it atlanta braves long long run in the playoffs you know only recently have they had some but now they're, they're right back in it their, their rebuild seemed like it was only a year and a half or two years but nobody can touch 20 years 20 years consistently and the one year that they didn't make the playoffs was the year that brady got hurt that's right and, and Matt, Castle. Matt Castle came in and my Pittsburgh Steelers went into New England and kicked their ass. Yes. And here's the
2: thing, they they I think they finished the season 11 and 5. They were
1: 10 and 6. 10 and
2: 6 or 11 and 5? Uh, uh, they and may six. have been
1: they may have been, but they did they not did they not miss the they playoffs? They missed the
2: playoffs regardless. So, so they had a winning record and still missed the playoffs. Incredible. Absolutely. So, you know, with Matt Castle. Yes. Which then makes you ask the question, ask the question. If is, this, is it the system? I think this is where you were going to go with this. Mm-hmm. Is it the system or is it the quarterback?
1: Uh, I, I, I have my thoughts on that. And before we get into, like, all the, the player movement and the drafting and the grades, and Brock's going to talk a little bit about roster, I am a firm believer that they have the smartest coach in the NFL. And he outsmarts everybody. And just look at their roster. They plug and play virtually nobody guys off the street coming in there and looking like superstars H- Hogan, the, the wide receiver, Chris is Hogan. Pr- Chris Hogan Yes Really, really a no-name guy off the street, maybe you bring him in for special teams and as a, as a, a depth guy on your receiving you've got him catching touchdown passes in playoff games Now,
2: I'm not going to let you disrespect Chris Hogan like that because Chris Hogan is actually a decent receiver 7-11, 7-11 is always open okay? um <laughs> And I can't let you do that to him because he was productive, very productive when he was with the Bills. And, he was. Uh, and, and was a reliable pass catcher for Tom Brady. I mean, he was good enough that they signed him on a three-year deal,
1: almost like $15 million. So they liked him. They certainly had to. They some. liked him. He also knew his role. Absolutely. He knew his role. And I think the the system is just so perfect for today's NFL that, you know, the ball's out of Brady's hands before you can blink. And yes, you know, and it's not not only is it the ball's not going downfield a, a whole ton. I mean, I, their catches, their yards after catch in New England is ridiculous. Slant plays, screens, uh, zig routes, zig routes, absolutely. And, and they run the ball. They don't give you a chance to even get ready. They'll come to the line and then run the ball on you ten times in a row. Like it's scheme. They look at They the Tom Brady gets to the line of scrimmage, looks across the field, sees three linebackers. Hey, guess what? We're throwing. We're throwing deep. He comes up, he sees one linebacker. Guess what? We're running off tackle. Like, it's – and you just – nobody has been able to adjust yet in the NFL.
2: And I have a – it's not more of a theory per se, but when you've been in the game 15-plus years – I don't give him 15 because he's, what, nearly 20 years in this game? How how long long has he been in the league now? Uh,
1: Tom Brady? Yeah. Since
2: 2001. Jeez. Okay, so when you've been in the league long enough and you have a head coach that's a defensive genius – and you've seen every defense that you can imagine, that you can think of. He already has his pre-snap read. He knows where he's going already. So when you already know what you're doing before everybody lines up, mm-hmm. it's it becomes easy for him. So that's why he's clicking and dunking. He can get you 25 completions a game. It's easy for him. Absolutely.
3: What separates Belichick from <clears throat> maybe other defensive-minded coaches, or what I find he does really well is he is – Smart enough to identify the weaknesses in the defenses that he uses and Because of that he can then exploit the weaknesses of other people's defenses a lot of times with coaches Like you would run a defense because you're trying to stop something But you need to understand your vulnerabilities, and I think he's transitioned that and Taught that to the offensive side and McDaniels I think has benefited the most from Belichick um, since his arrival and has really made him into quite a coach. Obviously, head coach, he hasn't gotten all the way there. Uh, I don't think his stint in Denver was... He did draft Tebow. So Kyle Orton.
1: I have no, uh, <laughs> no issues with that. There's another one. They were 6-0. Oh, he was a former Bill. I liked him for a while, actually. He was good. 90% Uh,
3: of the NFL was a former Bill at some point.
1: uh, Yeah, something
3: like that. pretty sure. Yeah. A lot of people say that it's it's a place that
2: players go die, but I don't believe that. I don't don't
3: believe it either. That's now in the Dolphins uh, arena. I think uh, Buffalo's coming out. But anyway, Belichick does some phenomenal things. And even though he's a defensive guy, uh, historically a defensive guy, he has been able to transition that and really educate the offensive side on the weaknesses of defenses, and they exploit those. And they have a guy in Brady, and the one thing Brady does do well is the adjustments on the fly, identifying that weakness and where they want to exploit, and getting everybody organized. You know, If he has to drop back every single time, make two or three reads, and get rid of the ball, and expect to do that with an offensive line that's you know, not preseason ranked. I think uh, the. i was just going to ask you, what
1: were they ranked? I think uh, they're second.
3: They're they're the second offensive line behind. Uh, it wasn't the Steelers. I think it was like the Saints, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, Good offensive line. Good. They're mobile. They're they're interchangeable. The they can pass block and run block equally as effective. They also
3: only have to pass block for about a half second. a second.
1: No kidding. So
3: I think the system benefits them as well. I don't think it's a, they're not, they're not lined up with studs across the line. That's not, you know, they're not just replacing studs all the time. They're actually system based. And I think the fact that you have a Brady, Brady helps that ranking 100%. But it comes with communication, comes with uh, cohesiveness. And when Brady's making calls and making adjustments, the offensive line is doing the same thing. So these are smart players. And the, the continuity is really what pushes the Patriots uh, above everybody else. Yeah,
1: you know what's wild about the Patriots is that, you know, they, they do finish, if, they're, if not the best record in the league, and usually the top five. So it means they're drafting low every year. But they got, again, this year... Not only did they draft high, they got a, a high grade. They got an a, a for their for their draft, according to NFL.com. But they drafted, like, a ton of players. So they deal guys like Jamie Collins. And they get three or four picks in return for these guys. And people at the time were like, why would you trade? He's a good player for you. He's, you know, he's, a, he's effective. He's putting up some t- numbers. Why do you deal a guy like that? Well, because Belichick knows i got to replenish my depth. Like, they drafted. In the third round, they, got, they had one, two, three... Four picks in the fourth in the third round this year. Yeah. Like it's crazy. One of them was a left tackle, Uh Kajust.
3: Kajust? Kajust yes, Yon, Jus- from West Yon, Virginia. Yon Kajust.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now here's here's what Belichick does.
2: Belichick knows shelf life. I don't know what it is about him, but he knows shelf life of these certain players and it's a very good term. position and what he does. And the prime example is Richard Seymour, the big defensive tackle.
1: Great, great example. Right?
2: I thought Richard Seymour was going to be part of this crew for till retirement, and they traded him. Uh, two years before, he was going to get out of his prime. Such so he was still a very good player. But he traded him to the Raiders and got a whole bunch of picks. Jamie Collins, same thing. Sent him away. Chandler, sent same him thing. away. Same thing, yeah. He acquires picks and then has a slew of picks, and then they do draft deal trades, right? And that's how they that's how they build.
1: And it's brilliant. And, you know, you look at this. They drafted Harry out of uh, Arizona State, the wide receiver. Yes. Um, you know, is he Canadian? He is not. He's, He's not. not the Canadian? No, I don't think no. so. There uh, somebody who
3: was a Canadian uh, wide receiver. I thought it was the Patriots that drafted him. Arizona State.
2: No, I don't think it was uh, Nikhil Harry. I don't know if he's Canadian. Curtis. I don't think so. Check that out. Okay, N- 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 Fact checker.
1: Nikhil Harry out of uh, wide receiver out of Arizona, Arizona. State. It's N apostrophe so, but... K E A L. But talking, you
3: talk about shelf life. Yes. And his uh, ability to um, to call it beforehand. Mm-hmm. I also think. That it really is that system. Like they traded away their uh, their left tackle, who's now with Oakland, um, signed like a, f- a sixty-six million dollar deal. That Trenton Brown, Trenton Brown. Trent Brown, and uh, big man. I'll be Huge. I'll be interested to see how he how he does. I don't think he's going to live up to 60, sixty-six million dollars. That's my feeling, and I think it's because when players go to New England, then they have success because Belichick gets them to buy into the system, do what needs to be done, and then. They'll start looking really good. Then he can trade them. So he basically brings them in, ups their value, trades them, sells them off for more than they're worth. And the teams that are paying for it are left holding it, saying, he why? Be
2: the, he should be in the stock market, man. Buy oh, trade. Oh, it's just brilliant. Buy trade, as
3: From a player's stock market? He does that better than anybody. Absolutely. But he also, he controls, that system controls those players'
1: value going up, which... They do better than anybody else in the league. He drafted, uh, they drafted Chase Winovich at a uh, Michigan defensive end. Loved him. Uh, right? It, how did he fall so low? Number one, 77th overall third-round pick. Um, he's, gonna, he's got a motor. That guy's he got an absolute stop. motor. It's, it's in that damn hair of his. He's it's a wild like golden locks. Listen. I know. I know. <laughs> and then they drafted Damian Harris, the running back out of Alabama, who's, yep. who I think is going to be, yeah, right? He's going to be a, a real stud. He's a so. LeGarrette blunt. He, he, and that's the that's exactly the kind of change of pace that Belichick likes on offense. So he drafts his guys. Lord knows how Winovich fell solo. I, I I don't know. I thought. Uh, oh, sorry. Curtis
3: had something to say here. He was born in Toronto. What? Nikhil okay. Harry was born in Toronto. Nikhil Harry was born in Toronto.
1: Who, who called the Canadian? Was that you? Yeah, you for it's you. football, bro? Okay, <laughs> moving on. My Continue God. your thoughts. Sorry. Not bad. Well, I, no, my my thought ends there. It's just the drafting is so brilliant and the trading of, of picks. Uh, dealing a, a commodity for a lot of picks, um, that's just that's just their M O. And uh, I, Bill Belichick has been a thorn on the side of the Steelers for twenty years. Pittsburgh has had some really, really, really good teams, unable to get past New England. I, and I tell you, Pittsburgh might have a Super Bowl or two more if New England wasn't didn't exist. Yeah, I mean that's. Every organization is saying that. Well, if yes, it wasn't for the Patriots, yes and no, we but, would have had... But Pittsburgh has played them a number of times in the conference fi- uh, championships. Yeah. And, you know, they've just been a thorn in the side because they know how to beat Pittsburgh. And I, this is no disrespect to Bill Cowher or Mike Tomlin because I love both those coaches as motivators. I just think Bill Belichick outsmarts everybody else. And he's more prepared... He's able to adjust on the fly better than any coach in the NFL, period. Point finale when it comes to the Patriots for me. Because I look at their roster, no, no player yeah. other than Tom Brady blows me away. And not even Tom Brady blows me away. He's not fleet of foot. Nope. So, you know, if you, if you cover the receivers well, he's not getting away. Atlanta Falcons showed just how vulnerable he can be at the first half of that Super Bowl. Okay,
3: shout out to the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. The saddest looking old dude <laughs> I've ever seen in a football. Uh, what's his name again? Scenario. Demi. No, 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 no. It's that's not, not Demi. Him, that's no, Is a, a GM. I think that's a GM who's also Canadian.
1: Um, Banks. Kraft. No. no uh, Kraft. Like,
3: anyway, that a, guy. Banks, uh, standing. Arthur Banks. Arthur. Arthur, Arthur blank. 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 That's, blank. A, that's a Banks. Blank. It, well, that's the kind of stare he had by the fourth <laughs> quarter. Was the blank stare? That, it, just well, that. watching it. Go down in flames, Absolutely. holding his girlfriend's hand, just waiting to celebrate, <laughs> and it never coming was the saddest thing I had ever seen.
1: Said blank stare. In
3: terms of the Super Bowl, I guess I Jesus. just my heart broke for him. You know who he looks like? Who's that?
1: Ah, uh, I'm, I'm probably dating myself. Oh, now. you're dating yourself for sure. Do you remember Terry Crisp, the head coach of the the, yeah, the uh, Calgary Flames when they won the cup in '86? Can you mm. can you look up Terry Crisp? This is a visual podcast. Show. So
3: if you guys want to Google <laughs> Terry Crisp and Google Arthur Blanks and do the whole
1: uh, face comparison but weird. Um, okay, yeah, anyway, let's go let's look into the now without even having to go through the schedule, okay guys? I think the Patriots are always going to finish uh, 12 and 4, 13 and 3. I don't think they're going to get much more than that this year based on, no, uh, boy, I screwed up the Terry yeah, Crisp. Terry no, Crisp uh, was not even close to that's it. It's just that curly hair. Anyways. Um, this an old guy. I'm going to go over the games, and uh, if you guys want to give me, uh, do you have, Rico, do we have a Do you have a pen, or do you want to take a mental note? I got, I got my phone. Uh, Perfect. I'm ready. I'm set. I'm going to let you guys decide the, the record, um, but let's, uh, let's just get going here. Their first game of the season, they host the Steelers. Is that a win or loss?
3: Damn, that's a good start. You know what? Go ahead, Rigo. Who's me, home?
1: Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're hosting the Steelers. They're
3: hosting the
2: Steelers? Ooh.
1: Come on, boys. I got the Steelers. Give me some love. Ah, oh, yes. I wanted to
2: go
3: Steelers. I wanted to. Steelers just lost the coach. They're going to be so emotional. They want to take stuff out on somebody else. I think this is just going to be super cohesive. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Steelers on the road Alejandro, for coach.
1: Alejandro Villanueva put on 20 pounds. He's going to be uh, an all-pro left tackle this year. Book it.
3: Wow. Uh, Rico, do you play fantasy football? I do. I do play fantasy. Uh, Okay. So you weren't here when we talked about the uh, New York Jets and the Le'Veon Bell, but Mm -hmm. you're bringing him up. Where would you draft him if you, in the first round, you had to take Le'Veon Bell? I don't care what position you're at. Just where would you take him? If you said, okay, any pick you want in the first round, where would you take him?
1: He's playing behind Ryan Khalil and uh, O'Semite.
2: If I'm number one overall. Let's just say I'm number one overall. Number twelve, I'm picking Le'Veon Bell as my number one back.
3: Number one overall, you would number take him. Number
2: one overall, there's no damn question about it. Let me, let me. Should I go into why?
1: Yeah, that I'm would be gonna, fantastic I'm not go into because too I much don't.
2: Depth. You can't understand.
1: Mm. Curtis has, Curtis has a up. question. Curtis has a question.
0: PPR league
1: or like?
3: I think okay, that's very relevant. It's a, it's relevant. Sorry, I'm a little what shaken was the, what up. was the because question, Kurt? I'm a little, I'm a little rattled because Curtis is now super calm sitting in the chair, but he had to charge his damn phone, so he unplugged the recorder earlier while just went, everything went blank, went silent,
1: like the blackout in '98.
3: Just a little post-production note: we did lose a big chunk of the audio. So after Pep's Velenueva comment uh, a few seconds ago. Uh, We had lost the remaining parts of the Patriots breakdown. We did settle on 11-5 and as a record for them. And then uh, we started to talk about the Buffalo Bills, got us into Le'Veon Bell, and that's where uh, we resumed our podcast. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. So hopefully edited, this sounds fine. Okay, Um, let's say it's obviously a PPR league. Le'Veon Bell needs PPR to be Le'Veon Bell. Yes. So... Your reasoning you, for you, first overall He catches the ball He runs the ball with such
2: patience So if you don't have a great O-line He might But th- th- let's, let's just say his, you, you bring in a guy that was retired For crying out loud in Khalil And let's just say he becomes the Khalil that Made himself retire um, The pa- His patience alone Is what's going to help That, that helps him become Or that helps him uh, Be the number one running back in the league and, and forget about all that. He's got fresh legs. Fresh. Fresh legs, man. He hasn't oh. played in a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to give it to him, man. He's going to be tearing shit up this year. Right. Can I cuss on this thing? Yeah, he's gonna fuck be yeah. Te- he tears he's going to be, be, be tearing the field up. Fuck now, the only shit, thing I insane. don't hope is that he does that against my Bills, but I got the, I got a top three, top three, top five defense with the Bills, so I can't see him doing too much damage with us. But. Do you put
3: any stock in his apology to fantasy football owners, Curtis? You were one of those guys, I think, the
1: got you that apology. owned him? You had a chance to trade him, though, right?
3: Yeah, now you traded him to Natter, I think. But anyway, he apologized to fantasy football owners for last year. Do you put any stock into that in terms of your decision of saying, you know what, maybe this guy's got some motivation, maybe he wants to prove something wrong as opposed to not? I don't know. If he didn't apologize,
2: any kind of laissez-faire type of attitude, then I, I would be concerned. But the fact that he apologized tells you he is conscious enough to know that I got people counting on me. I got to bust my ass this year, not only for my fantasy owners, but for myself. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I just got paid. I'm on a new team. I'm on my favorite team, and I'm I'm air quoting right now. Uh, He says the Jets are his favorite team. I've never heard of that before. But anyway, um, he's motivated. He signs the checks.
3: That's his favorite fucking team. There you go. (laughs) But the fact that he acknowledges fantasy football and acknowledges that he screwed up last year, because other people are like, you know, Saquon, where he, or not Saquon, Todd Gurley, who had a chance to run it in the end zone last year and sat, which is a perfect football play at that point, but he's like, I don't give two fucks about the fantasy football. Like, that's not real life. (laughs) Le'Veon's like, yo, I let you down, boys. I will think... Like, he's thinking about what the stats are. Yo, I need more catches. I need to get over 100 yards for the bonus.
2: Look, Gurley just got paid. He got paid. So he's good. Um, You got a Le'Veon Bell that... Is in a big market. Not that Gurley's not, but he's in a big market. So him getting him get people riled up and for the, this gets him commercials. This gets some fantasy commercials. This gets a little bit more money. It's all about right. money yeah. in this game, man. Uh,
1: I, I want to say, having watched every Steeler game for the last, um, I don't know, my whole life, I guess. I don't think I've missed a Steeler game. Good for you. Uh, I've watched Bell's entire career. <clears throat> I love James Conner's story Don't get me wrong Love the story so Love the the, the the comeback From cancer The ability to be A thousand yard rusher Coming out of nowhere Really You know I, I like Jalen Samuels The bus Willie Parker oh, yeah. Okay we I mean, go on I can name like, all Oh Mendenhall But Man, Bell Was a whole different beast The sure guy Mendenhall. No I'm question sure Mendenhall. Fuck him Illinois <laughs> Richard Mendehall? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. University of Illinois.
2: I uh, don't remember. Fumble, or fumbleitis. But I do remember Mendehall. Cost us right. the Super Bowl. He was okay.
1: Anyway, Bell was is the most dynamic running back I've ever seen play in Pittsburgh. And again, I've seen all those guys, right? Like catch, run, running style is different. What I Patience, don't. Like, what, what I'm curious to see with Bell this year is can that offensive line create the holes that Pittsburgh's offensive line created can they create that hole that gap where he can he can see two steps ahead and say okay that's the gap that's about to happen I'll I'll dead stop and then take off like I've never seen a running back run his style so will that work in in uh in New York will that work on AstroTurf will that work like he was a workhorse I remember a game vividly his last year in Pittsburgh they were on the road against uh against the Ravens good solid defense right T- Suggs all the boys were there and it was a close game Pittsburgh had gone up they just went up six or seven points and it was the fourth quarter and for an eight minute drive Le'Veon Bell Le'Veon Bell Le'Veon Bell Le'Veon Bell 10 8 10 workhorse, 8, 10, workhorse. top top two top three offensive line in of the league but he was a beast, and he's hard to bring down. People that's don't him. realize how big this man is. He's a big boy. He was bigger. Coming he's out of Michigan State, you're a college guy. Yeah. And Michigan he lost State. weight. Yes. So when he got to the him, NFL. That,
2: and he still kept his power. He's got more mobility. Like, he's an overall back, and he can pass block. Yeah.
1: How right. the fuck did we get to Le'Veon Bell, by the way? We're supposed to talk about the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh,
3: fuck, that's right. He's still rattled. He's talking. rattled. We're talking fantasy jets football. and then fantasy football, fantasy football and then it got into that and then wow. you got a Pittsburgh heart on and then started. That does, going that's at not it.
1: hard to happen. That does <laughs> that happens often. Yeah, you're losing, your especially speech, alone too. Yeah, well, that's hard, hard to uh, yeah. Another drink,
3: please, ma'am. Uh, cheers. All right, we're still okay. okay. Let's get back to. So I want Buffalo. I want
1: to talk about an interesting defense, and I th- when I think about the Buffalo Bills defense right now, I'll, the first term that comes to mind is depth. Yes. Like a shit ton of depth. We do. Um, when I look at a guy like Matt Milano from last year, mm-hmm. he broke his leg in December, was having a great season. Yes, he but was. But him and Tremaine Edmonds, who I think is the better of the Edmonds, yes, although I love the kid in Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, we're going to see what kind He's of year brother. he has, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he is in great shape, actually. But um, we're talking about two. I think Milano could be very similar to Luke Keekley, and I think Tremaine Edmonds could be very similar to davis so you know they call they call buffalo carolina north the two franchises mimic each other on defense so i'm really liking what's going on in buffalo in terms of their linebacking core and hey guys maybe the best draft pick in the in the nfl this year uh in oliver so i want to know your thoughts i want to know your thoughts on their depth okay and i certainly want to know your thoughts on the linebacking core and oliver okay so let's let's start with uh
2: let's start with oliver Um, Oliver is going to be a menace Yes Alright, so we lose Kyle Williams The beloved Kyle Williams To retirement To retirement, yes Uh, Great, great player Uh, Great bill Yes, absolutely Just a stand-up individual I'm glad he got a taste of the playoffs Absolutely, that's how you end your career It's a good way I mean, you want to end your career with a Super Bowl win But hey, with a 17-year drought We ended that 17 17 freaking years, man That's half my damn life Come on now. So yeah, you could understand that Bills fans are ex- a little excited with the the direction of the team. But with Ed Oliver chosen, first of all, we weren't even sure what we were going to get him. the 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 whole draft took a left turn when the Raiders took Cleland Farrell or Clevelin Farrell uh, from Clemson. Clemson. So flipped the draft upside oh, down. Oh, that that was it. After that, then the Detroit Lions took uh, the tight end from um, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, Yo, he's going to T.J. Hawkinson. So. It was a no-brainer. We needed someone that was going to penetrate that the interior line, get to Tom Brady and all every every other quarterback there is. So I'm thrilled about Ed Oliver. I think he's I hope be he perfect. lives up
3: to the hype. You know, Houston's a good team, but it wasn't a schedule where he's. You know, he's not an SEC schedule. He's not a. You know what I mean? So,
1: so would you suggest Quinton Williams might have more pedigree just simply because of the the schedule? And I, the think, play? Yeah. Quinn and, Quinn I think teams he played? Yeah, Quinton Williams was Quinn only had Williams. one year
2: really good play he's gonna he so it's it's just
1: as much of a question mark as well
3: it's true it's true i think right. quentin williams is a is a stupid athlete he okay. actually looks a bit um, leaner now if i
1: before i could preface this the Bills got an a-minus on their draft absolutely and uh the gentleman who wrote for nfl.com i can't slip my mind right now but he his quote is um oliver is the best selection in the entire draft. That's a quote by I could probably look this up in. You guys because he
2: fell probably, to the Bills. Probably, probably. Bucky Brooks maybe?
1: Uh, Dan Parr. Oh Dan Parr, okay. Um, he's
2: a he's gonna be phenomenal. Here's the thing. We we don't we didn't have a very uh, a three tech that could penetrate. This is the three this is perfect. He's not gonna be double teamed anymore. We got Starla Tulele for that which is going to be my X factor great, for this p- year. Great. Listen, Starlett is the X factor great. this year. Uh,
1: okay, Panthers North, I'm telling you.
2: Listen, so when you leave him one-on-one, it's going to be create it's going to create havoc. You got Jerry Hughes on the other end. You got love uh, Jerry Hughes. You got Trent Murphy coming off of uh, of a decent year, but he's mm-hmm. healthy now. He he could easily get 10 sacks. This is going to be problematic for old Lyman all year round. Oh yeah. So Ed Oliver is going to be fantastic. Now, Where's Shaq Lawson? Shaq He's Lawson's depth. He's the backup.
3: That's, inc- that's amazing. So Right? That's when you talk about depth, the fact that Shaq Lawson is your backup goes to show that. And when we talk about depth, you say, okay, you know, your backups are good. A lot of people say, oh, that your backups are good. And a lot of people anticipate that the backups are only going to get in when people are hurt. Not on defense. No, not, you know, you're putting it's, in different you're, you're packages. You're rotating. And, yeah. You have different packages. Yes. If you can have a chance to keep fresh legs or your legs fresher throughout the game, tell me your defense is not going to excel.
2: Great point. And these guys have that ability. Great point. Because that's exactly what McDermott wants. He's got a, 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 a nice rotation. Because none of these guys are going to be playing... 60, 70, 80% of the time. They're going, to be, they're going to have fresh legs, and there's going to be a constant rotation. Shaq Lawson can play interior. Think about that. That's how much Crazy. More, we can even bring Lorenzo Alexander down Crazy. to the line. Crazy. So, let,
1: let's, Alexander's a, a nice player, too. Absolutely. Run stopper,
2: can guard the he's tight the, end. He's pulling Benjamin Button right now. It's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's the getting older younger. He gets, the better he's getting. <laughs> so that, that's, the, that's the line itself. So having Oliver play the three technique, having him play one-on-one, is going to create havoc because Starla Tule is going to take the double teams up. There's love no about T-
1: that. One of my favorite players. Right?
2: And we're not even accounting for Jerry Hughes. Right? Now let's go to the linebacking court. You've got Milano, which you love, coming back yeah. from, from... Really like from, that player. Coming from, uh, from off the, the, the brutal injury. He was having a Pro Bowl year. Had he continued, he would have been a Pro Bowler. Uh, but it's unfortunate injuries happened. You've got Edmonds, on the inside, and then you've got Lorenzo Alexander on the outside. The ageless wonder. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it. So here comes the depth. We've got Julian Stanford. You've got uh, Corey, Corey Thompson that we didn't expect to be there. Uh, and Mo Alexander, Maurice Alexander, former safety from the Seahawks. Uh, we brought him in. So he's a tweener, but he's going to be playing it's like on the outside. like a Mike Barron. There you have it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Voshan
3: Joseph is Now we're talking. Ah, uh, you wanted me to get talking. there. So he yeah, was waiting. out of Florida. Vo- guess what,
2: gang? Voshan, Voshan Joseph. Now, he was actually, and I and I quoted this when I was doing my live with the Buffalo Fanatics. He was a guy that I had high hopes for. I still have high hopes for, but he was at the he was on out, on the outside, the bubble, outside of the bubble looking in. So until that first preseason game we had, he just could not get off the field. He was everywhere. He was all over the ball, he was where the ball went. So he just spoke himself into now potentially getting a third linebacker spot He's as a, a backup. He,
1: he is can play. A
2: baller. He can play. So I'm looking for Volshan to make the squad, uh, and we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what they do with that third linebacker spot. It depends okay, on l- if we keep six or seven
1: linebackers. We let, don't know yet. Uh, let me talk. I think the defense. I think the defense in Buffalo has been good for the last few years. I think it's their offense a has of trouble. But but let's talk. Yeah. I, wanna, I do want to talk a little bit more about their offense because. Yes. We touched upon the running back situation, uh, you know, depth. You, got, you brought up some names that maybe, maybe might su- supplant T.J. Yeldon. Mm-hmm. But they drafted Dawson Knox, tight yes. end of the Mississippi, in the third round, so they must have thought something of him in the third round. That's a good Absolutely. pick for them. What do they look like on the outside? Do they have enough talent on the outside to give Josh Allen some options? We do.
2: Um, Robert Foster out of Alabama. Gave us a spark last year
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, And he's He's doing well this This off offseason um, But what really is going to make the difference Is John Brown We brought in John Brown To take the top the off Cardinals, of defense right? uh, Former Cardinal Then he went to the Ravens last year um, And he was He was on his way to a thousand yard season And then Flacco got hurt So then Lamar came in So Changed the whole system Changed up. the whole system up yeah. So now you become a more of a run Run first team than a pass team Yeah So we now have John Brown taking the top off the defense on the one side. Zay Jones is slot slash wideout. And then we have my X-factor on offense, Cole Beasley. Beasley. That's my guy. Cole Beasley coming in this bitch. The bees. (laughs) We didn't (laughs) didn't have that slot receiver. There you go. Give me the air horn, man. Let's go.
1: Yeah, Give have another one, bro. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Come on.
2: So Cole Beasley coming into this is is going to make the difference because we didn't have that that force in the middle to get separations. Here's what so you got me in my bag right now. So let me get my bag. So
3: that's what we brought you in. That's why me, me, you're here. Goddamn,
2: you got me in my bag That's my why shit he's right here. Now. Let me get to the shits. Here we go. <laughs> so you got Brian Dable that question, right? And I'm I'm giving him I'm giving him this this season to to do what he's got to do. Um, here's the deal. We had Andre Holmes. You got Kelvin Biscuit Benjamin If you guys don't know what Biscuit comes from No we cut him like in the middle of the season Get out of here you're done So Kelvin Benjamin Andre Holmes So what we did was we we knew we had a rookie In Allen that was Quote unquote inaccurate Can't can't do shit so what do they do They bring big guys with long Huge wingspans so if he is inaccurate You got big long wingspans that can kind of Kind of corral those passes Kind of help him out a little bit That didn't work out we were the 31st ranked offense last year Right, so that's why I can't shit too much on Dable Because I was, so I, I had to pull back a little bit Now, look at this year Actually, let's go back to last year They bring in Isaiah McKenzie Off the practice squad from Denver All of a sudden, offense starts humming and starts moving Because he's getting separation So what do we do this year? We get guys that have separation They're all smaller You got John Brown, that's 5'11", 6 feet, if that You got Cole Beasley, that's 5'7", 5'8 You got Isaiah McKenzie, that's like 5'9 look, look at the size of these guys, man they're not they're, they're not big boys. So Robert Foster and Zay Jones 6'2". So we're going to be getting the ball in space, dinking and dunking down the damn field. If that's how we got to do. Hey, it. listen,
1: man. I want to. That's a you make
3: excellent points on John. On we talk about separation. The one thing that I want to point out is that it doesn't matter the separation these receivers get. It's going to be on Allen to get the ball out at the right time to yes. take advantage of the separation. Because these guys will get the separation, but those corners will close that separation if he hesitates one second. And then they're going to be too small to fight for that ball. Not too small, I get but it. he's got to be on point. And if he is, then that all comes into play. Well, if he's not, then that backfires. You look at catch
1: radius, right? Yes. So the you mentioned Benjamin, the big mm-hmm. boys, their mm-hmm. catch radius mistake, mm-hmm. right? If I throw it uh, five yards... I got that big long arm? I can Ab- get them absolutely. But the catch radius still works for shorter, speedier guys, because you can you can miss throw a ball and get a John Brown to actually run, run it out. So, you know, it, it depends on the on the philosophy of the team, right? Like it's it's are they if you go deep, you don't do you want big guys who have less speed? If you're going
2: if you're a we, deep thrower we, we to we try, try a big we, arm, we tried that last year. We tried that. It just wasn't working. So Allen is a guy that likes to his. Here's his problem. His problem was he wanted to get the home run every single time. Hit the home run. Go deep, right? And it worked a couple times. But when you have a defensive genius like Bill Belichick that knows exactly what you want to do, he's going to make you do what you don't want to do. And that's right. hit the intermediate short passes. So that's what he's been working on this year. So that's why you bring in a Cole Beasley. That's why you have a guy for, like— For what is
3: it, $8 million, though?
2: $7 million. That's
3: a. I, awesome. I felt that was a high price tag it's, for it's Cole a good, Beasley. It's
2: a good chunk of money, but he's one of the better slot receivers. He does his job.
1: I don't. I don't know many better that aren't named Edelman. I'm telling you, at at that at that job is he's Wes Welker North or whatever. He's Cooper Cup. I like Cooper cup's Cooper Cup's a nice player. Cooper Cup has a bit more downfield to him, though, he, right? He's like an overall he's, receiver. Yeah. He's overall. He's a bit
3: better. Uh, Phelan would fall into a lot of that stuff, Wide too. receiver, man. Yeah. We're talking about slot yeah. receivers. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I like Be- Beasley. Was Beasley. Cole Beasley, you know, Beasley is X-Factor. Ryan Switzer is sort of the Cole Beasley in Pittsburgh, but he just doesn't the have the pedigree. that kind of stuff, yeah. We, we brought in uh, Ricky Prohl.
2: Uh, Austin Pro, I believe his name was uh, yeah. <laughs> last year, and that didn't work. That, that didn't quite work out. We wanted a guy that can go
3: in and out, but just wasn't good enough. Uh, Cole Beasley is the real deal. I say Zay Jones. That's going to be the biggest one because did he not? If I'm not mistaken, uh, he was the only guy to stay back and work with Josh Allen in terms of routes and stuff like that before Josh was playing. And yes. for me, there's in whatever you could take Brady and take Edelman, those kind of guys. It stills comfort level and understanding and timing that comes to play with repetition and if he's i don't know maybe he's done it with all his receivers but if he if he has that with zay jones then i think that's going to come into play and it's going to be his his see comfort guy it's i i i beg to differ i disagree i feel that zay
2: jones his inability to consistently catch the ball is a problem yeah
1: He's got that's the, the case book on of, Zay.
2: It's the case of the drops. That's the book on Zay. Listen, we just had a preseason game. Allen put the ball on the money into the end zone, lost concentration, tried to look into the end zone and got alligator hands and dropped the ball and got himself hurt that play. Hmm? You catch the ball and you snug that in as a touchdown. Allen looks good, but you dropped that. So that's the that's the book on if Zay Jones. If that's your boy,
3: you're going to feed him the ball again because you're going to try and get him over this. Well, you
2: better seat. get his shit together because right now not a lot of people are happy with him. Rico, yes sir.
1: Uh-huh. Is Zay Jones the the receiver who had a wicked catch? A, a, no, a, a mental breakdown. Yes, he did. Uh, he yeah. was butt naked. In yeah, a
2: hotel kicking windows open. Yeah, and you don't want to you don't want to poo poo on
1: someone that was having no. a rough time. But uh, people remember that. You and, see and, what I'm saying? Well, I don't. I never want to. I never want to translate. Anything mental health related to the football field. Absolutely. Because they're two separate entities. The man's career and the man's personal life. Yes. I, I don't know how they intertwine. I and you know, he, he's right. from a very Antonio good fan, but that's that a, better than anybody. That's an separate interesting them. situation yeah. where you're running around nude in a fucking hotel. Absolutely. I, I don't know how you Listen, justify man. that as a as a human being.
2: Maybe he was smoking the weed I, I, would, I don't know I what I was think, doing. But.
1: I would think he's smoking <laughs> some pretty good stuff.
0: Let me do something,
2: man. Holy fuck. <laughs> But yeah, but the the receiving core is going to be much better than last year. <laughs> and it's really going to be up to two people. <laughs> you guys, it's going to be up to two people, man. It's going to be Brian Dable, and it's going to be up to Josh Allen to really get this offense going. Like like Brock said, if he's not accurate, it won't matter if these guys are getting open. But guess what? It's it's he's accurate. It's just I forgot what head coach came in, or was it was it was a quarterback coach, and he said something very interesting. A lot of these guys think that these, some of these quarterbacks are not accurate enough in this, that, and the third. Sometimes it's not about the accuracy. It's more so about the pre-reads. Yes, If you absolutely. know where you're going, it's going to be easier for you to just hit him on the dive. Because I've seen Allen thread needles. I've seen him make a beautiful pass, and you're like, "Whoa, how do you make that? So if he knows where he's going, he's making the right reads, I'm not worried.
1: Look, I saw enough, about, I saw enough from Josh Allen last year who led the Bills in rushing, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Mm-hmm. Don't look at us. You look at Curtis. The if you want to rushing. Consume. but I'm pretty Over sure. Over 600 that's yards, but 631 yards. I, I saw enough yeah. of him. I saw enough talent from him from the quarterback position in terms of an arm. You're sold. To be, I'm sold. Oh yeah, yeah. Go. When I when I look at Josh Allen, I'm I'm sort of pooling him in a in a group with Sam Darnold uh, and Josh Rosen. We picked the right Josh, and by the way. I, I like I like his game. And I, I was yeah. saying last year, I'm like, this kid's good. He's got the moxie. He's got that X factor. Is it ever going to be perfect? No one's fucking Dan Marino. No. But, you know, he's got enough moxie and he's got enough football sense to make plays. No, and, we don't
3: want a Dan Marino. We want somebody who wins. God damn it! Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> well, hey, Dan. Mar- aside from the Super Bowl, Dan Marino was a winner, man, a, hated, a winner. I'll tell you right now, yeah, best, now best, uniforms Spen, best uniform in the NFL. Best uniform in the NFL. Josh
2: Allen is a celebrity. <laughs> I love <laughs> Josh. I love him. He's got the key to the city.
1: He's 6'5", kid. He's oh, got. He,
2: he's, he runs like a gazelle. He's literally kissing babies
1: and yep. shaking hands after <laughs> practice every day. And I literally. like. I like their offensive line. Where do they rank, Brock, offensive line wise? Uh,
3: not great. They're twenty sixth. They're going over. a Quite a major retooling.
1: Yes, we have. I uh, think they're going to be okay. though.
3: they uh, what do they do? They drafted Cody Ford in the second round. They uh, free agency signed uh, Mitch Morse, Spencer Long. They got the right tackle. Mitch Morse, good player. Uh, uh,
2: Ty and Seke. Say, say it. Ty and Seke.
3: See, that's why you're here. I don't That's know why
2: Rico's here, so. bro. I got you. I got you.
3: And uh, Feliciano.
2: Yeah, Johnny. But Mitch. Morse. That's a
3: lot of new guys. So the importance of playing together and getting familiar with each other on an offensive line is paramount above any other position on the football field. And so their offense is going to go with how fast that O-line can gel and yes. become a unit. Hmm. And if they can do that and give Josh the, the couple seconds he needs to get rid of that ball, and if their offensive corner, Day segments it down for Josh to pre-read and say, okay, at least before the snap, I have taken half the field away and I got to make a read out of maybe two reads. He's going to be successful. I think that's what he has to do. He's got to really break it down. You cannot have him trying to make reads all across the field and get to your third or fourth read. His legs are there. Do a pre-read before the snap. Absolutely. Slice that field in half. Make one read... Or two on that one side, so it's all within the same visual landscape for him. And then if those are not there, boom, you're gone.
2: Brock, Be we're past that. And go. We're past that. No, I'm not having that. See, Kay. this is this is where I come in as a Bills fan. No, sir, bob no. whole field, <laughs> whole, whole field. Because we did that last year. As a rookie, half the
1: field. I want to eat the whole pizza, boys.
2: Listen, you, you, you have me, to you a me, friend? Fuck you me, off. You want me to eat a slice and I'm out? No, <laughs> no, not the doing whole field, whole pizza. Not doing that. All right. So check this out. It's, I'm done with the half the field. We did that. We're done with that. We're moving on. This is sophomore year. Is you make a break. I'm done with that nonsense. Going to the, prom the quarterback, or are you going home? The
3: quarterback curve is a lot steeper I than know. a receiver. The receiver know. is a sophomore, sure. You gotta get your timing right. You gotta make sure you do the juke move and make sure your your speed and the time that you get to that break is still there while still making those moves. It's a sophomore. Peak, uh, and you start kicking I'm, off I'm with you. Maybe, Quarterback
2: is longer Maybe my expectations are high And damn I'm not changing that shit It's going to be high Now Good
3: Do I, that You're a Bills fan You got to have high expectations
2: As a lineman though You're a former lineman Tackle Left tackle Right tackle Left tackle My man You're protecting yeah, that blind all side All Canadian yeah, paid. Okay Okay So check this out You're a lineman So Mitch Morse is our center Before Mitch Morse came to Buffalo He had a stray, A string of A year and a half Without giving up a sack That's amazing problem is, he's had concussion issues. Right now, as we speak, he hasn't touched the field since, I think we're going on three weeks now, of not touching the field because Mitch he's, in Morse? Con- he's in concussion protocol. Actually, oh. what am I saying? That's a lie. Um, after the first game.
3: First, first preseason pre- game? game?
2: First preseason game or before that, just just a little bit. I, don't quote me on that. Okay. But anyway, he's out now. So he hasn't been able to have any, any time with Josh Allen. This is killer. So... Chemistry is big Because your center The quarterback of the damn line Is out So now we're having to Shuffle everything And we did that All last year Shuffling all over the place Richie Incognito Just mm. quit out and Quit on us uh, What a bum you, yeah. Oh, yeah You know I mean Now he's with the Raiders things, now yeah. You feel me um, fun Then we had Eric Wood uh, Sudden sudden retirement Because of a neck injury So there's your center mm. So we, That hurt
1: Oh it hurt a lot That hurt uh, Eric Wood was a Phenomenal center
2: It hurt yeah. a lot yeah. So now you have Josh, your rookie having to deal with a whole new line that's reshuffled all season long. We finally have an opportunity to have a straight line with no changes, and now here goes Miss Morse, Mitch Morse. Out. So now we gotta move John Feliciano around and so on and so forth. So I worry about that.
1: Mitch Morse from Kansas City, Kansas correct? Kansas City. That's I mean, correct. Mitch Morse in the center position, Brock. You could you could attest to this. I mean, you're literally getting out of all the out of all the offensive lineman positions. You're getting hit in the head virtually every play.
3: Yeah, it depends on what defenses you're going against. If you're going three fours, you're having a guy in your face. If you're going into, you know, a four-three bear type front. Centers are usually shaded, so you're gonna have some, you know, center guard tandems, that kind of stuff. But the importance of the center is paramount to the cohesiveness of the unit. Yes. And you need to have five even though the left tackle gets paid the most, you need to have five guys that are on the same page at every single time, and the center is the one that brings everybody together. So when you have uncertainty there, when we talk about the importance of the Bills' offensive line gelling and getting there, if you don't have that pillar in the middle, that gelling is
1: just not going to happen. Who's the replacement? Sorry, who's
2: the back? so John Feliciano, Spencer Long have been filling in, and then Russell Bodine. But that Bodine boy is going to get cut. So, so, the, so those up. are two
1: guys. The two first guys you mentioned are, uh, are, are yeah. So you got t- guards and tackles guards playing and tackles. center. Yeah, so they've, they've got they
2: have experience at at center, but primarily they play the guard position.
1: That's a tough one. It's um, a tough
3: one, and their their offense is going to be. Dictated by that offensive line and how yes. that plays out. And I wouldn't be surprised then if the Bills are, you know, maybe they make some moves
1: they to do. try and get somebody else. So I, a couple podcasts ago, Brock and I, I think we talked about NFL. I can't remember the exact topic, but we talked about an NFL segment and I had brought up the Bills as being my sleeper wild card team. Yep. Yeah. I thought the Colts and the Bills are going to fight for that uh, wild card.
2: I Colts, thought okay.
1: Yeah, well, uh, before, this was before Andrew mm-hmm. Luck's apparently uh, broken leg or whatever he's got going on. I he's, heard. He's got that, that high ankle, well, they call it high ankle sprain. They think it's a bone spurn. If it's uh, a bone spurn and a high hurts. ankle, they can go in and, and uh, sur- uh, surgically repair it. But, but if he does, weeks, he's out eight weeks, weeks. six Ooh. to eight weeks. Oh, yeah. So he'll come back for week six. By that time, can Jacoby Brissett win a few games? Who knows? So I thought the Bills would, are going to be a team that's going to compete for that, that wild card. With the Steelers and with the Colts. Yep. Um, and I still think that, despite the offensive line issues, yes, I still think that their defense is going to keep them in games. Uh, I love Sean McDermott. I L- love Sean McDermott. Gentlemen, the Bills are winning 10 max, uh,
2: yeah. excuse me, minimum 10 games. I, I love their. <laughs> minimum. 10 games? What I stand by it. It's
3: pretty impressive. What he's asking for is us to get into the schedule and the breakdown. Yes. What
1: a segue. Uh, That's a great segue. Yeah, you know what? We're going <laughs> to do this right now. We're going to go, uh, I'm going to name off the games again. Brock is going to keep track of your call, and he's going to make his own call. And then what we're going to do, if I can just borrow your pen for really quick here, mm. is uh, cross-reference of what NFL.com chose for this entire division in terms of their record. So, you um, have that already? I have it right here. All right. So it's like no peeking, right? I'd rather you didn't peek, yes. Okay, no peeking. Yeah. Should I play our break music? Okay. No? Okay, we're good. No, we're back. All right. Okay. So the Bills open up their season at the Jets. Win or loss? That's a dub. Win. We're taking that it's one. It's a win. Okay. I think it's a loss, but again, we're not taking <laughs> we're not taking my we're not taking mine. We're going with you two.
4: I think okay. it's a
1: loss. Uh, the Bills then travel to New York to play the Giants. It's a win. Actually, sorry, they're not traveling anywhere. They're just staying in New York to play the Giants. To win. Both 1 o'clock games. It's a win. <laughs> it's a win. Then they host the Bengals in week three. It's a win. It's a win. Wow. You know what? Uh, before uh, before I the Bengals, uh, just a couple of years ago, were Super Bowl contenders. And now... I, it's another I show. I don't even... Yeah. I don't even think they're going to win fucking three games. How times change, man. Wow. And the year's different. A.J. Green, healthy? Uh, he is... He's no. due back. He he's not healthy
2: weeks, now. He was weeks, but he's... Uh... They say he's due back... By week three. By week three of the which season? Is, yeah, which is, is when they play us.
1: Is there a player in the NFL more important to their offense than AJ Green? Absolutely not. He could literally turn a ten and six to six and ten. Uh, yes he can. Wow. Um Patriots at Bills. I think I
3: <sighs> gave the Bills that win earlier. I'm gonna so give I'm gonna
1: give I'm the Bills thinking. that win as well because okay.
3: right
2: now we're we're riding high. We're three 0 we go four 0
3: You're riding high right now. Let's keep going. Bills give me another win.
1: Bills at Titans. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. That's a f- good offensive line they got in Tennessee. It is,
2: but I'm also going to give the Bills a win on this one. Um, we, we took them last year. We're familiar with the Titans. If you remember, go back into your memory
3: bank. Yeah, yeah. Because the Bills beat yeah, the Titans yeah. last year. Yes. Um, I'm trying to predict the future. I'm looking up into the sky. I'm trying to predict the future. They,
2: they added some decent pieces, but I think that we match very well
1: um, yeah. with the Titans, and I think we take them. Okay. That's a 1 o'clock game, if that matters. I actually, again, well, we're not we're not talking about AFC South right now. But I actually think Ryan Tannehill will supplant Mariota this year.
2: Oh, I'm taking take. Yeah, Dolphins.
1: It is a hot take, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This mic's hot. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. So oh, now nice. what you have One
2: to? What you have to? This is very important because they beat the Titans, so that makes them five and zero. <laughs> 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 Hear me out though. So, yes. That's five and zero. Then they're on a bye week. You're missing that point. Right, That's George. huge. It doesn't say no, no, you're bye, bye, right. week. Okay. Are bye week. That's okay. I got you. That's why I'm here. Bye 29. week nine. Then we go. I think. Are we at? No, we're, no. We're hang on Miami. a sec, bud.
1: No, no, no. The bye week. The bills bye week is yes, week six. Yes. Yep.
2: Bills tight. Yes. Bye you're week right. is yep. week six. Week yep. seven. Bills versus the Dolphins. We take the damn Dolphins. Guess what? We're six and
3: oh. <laughs> Right in high. <laughs> I got five and one at
2: that point. <laughs> oh,
1: we're not That's that far amazing. off. We're not that far off. Let's go, Let's go. This is this is incredible. Then they host the Eagles. Hmm.
2: This is where we,
1: I think we, we crash,
2: and we're like, okay, this was this is where this is what a playoff team looks like. If we're, uh, if we're to make a playoff, if we're to make the playoffs, this is what it looks like. We take an L
1: over here. I don't know. It's I gonna think be the, that reality I, check. I think the Eagles' offense will improve a little bit this year because they've got some running game now. Yep. But I don't. I think their defense takes a step back. So I, uh, for me, I think the Bills win this one at home. Um, by the way, all 1 o'clock games. Oh, we got just disrespected. Saying. We got disrespected. Then we got the Redskins at the Bills it's 1 because the
3: murder she wrote on after
1: them. Jesus something. Christ. Uh, <laughs> what Washington, was it? Redskins and Bills. Washington oh, yeah. at the Bills. I'm taking the Bills on this one. I got nothing on Washington this year. I don't think nope. they're going to do anything. Uh, Bills at Browns. Mm. 1 o'clock. I'm taking an X on that one. Yeah, I think, the Bills, I think the Bills
2: just don't have enough firepower offensively to, to, to handle the Browns. So I think the Browns take this one.
1: I think they win that game think the Bills win that game. Uh, doesn't matter. Brock's not keeping my track. Uh, Bills <laughs> at Dolphins. Bills. Easy. Here's a toughie. Broncos at Bills. Not and tough. I, no, I. you know, I, I would agree with you. But Who's their Bro- quarterback? I, I, I like Flacco. I've seen enough of yeah, Flacco to know it? that he's got something to prove. Broncos at Bills.
2: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's at the Bills. At oh, I'm Bills. taking the Bills at home. Uh,
1: I'll you, go Bills, too. I'll go Broncos in. Okay. Uh,
2: Bills at Cowboys. Okay. I have a hard time with this one. The, I think the Cole Dallas Cole Beasley's
3: Cow- breakout game, bud. I yes. know, man. <laughs> it is Cole I
2: think the Beasley's Cowboys implode by that time. But here's the deal. I think the, the Dallas Cowboys uh, are very strong at this point of the season. And Cole Beasley's going to try to do too much. Allen's going to try to do too much. It, it, nobody's going to be on the same page, and the Bills take the L on national TV because it's Thanksgiving.
3: I think the, the whole fact that Ezekiel never comes back this season and sits it out, there's oh, still wow. a big sideshow over there. So that's a big that's a factor. Well, too, there's next I factor, too. I'm Can Amari Cooper Bills. stay
1: healthy? Um, there's a lot of factors. Travis yeah. Federick's coming from a pretty serious injury. That's that a, that's defense
2: a, is still solid. Yeah, that's defense. good defense. Man, that, yeah, that They drafted well, too.
1: Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, that's a four thirty game, by the way. That's the only game that they don't play at one. Mm, it's Thanksgiving. It's interesting. It is Thanksgiving. That's eh? That's right. It's a Thanksgiving oh, game. A turkey game. Yeah. Okay. Now we're looking at the Ravens are visiting the Bills the following week. <sighs> mm.
2: I like the Ravens a lot, man. And I, I we don't Bills, match well. Yeah, I'm I, taking I, I, taking I the think the Ravens. Bills.
1: Yeah, I'm taking the Bills for I that one. I think
2: the one. Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens take us. Bills at Steelers. We can just move on from that. Nope, <laughs> we will not because I think the Bills take the damn Steelers in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you damn right. We we're might going on be the there. road.
3: <laughs> I like that you're, you're ruining I'm the surprises with that.
1: Steelers. It's December fifteenth. It's gonna be cold. That's um, cold. Bills at Patriots following that weekend. So it's so two tough road games. Wow, we lose. We lose this one to the Patriots. I said
2: that we split them. Okay, so this is the one we lose. And then yeah. they end. I think the season I said that
3: they had it last time, but uh, I think it give us both games. I did. Yeah, I'm changing that. Wow. There you go well, I think the, pa- the Patriots just get stronger as the nah, year goes on. It's just, it's ridiculous. A lot
1: of factors. So by that time, are the Patriots playing for anything? Like, uh, you know, it's, a sec- it's the second last game of the year. So there's a. F- that well, factor. I had the
3: Patriots winning what eleven?
1: Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they'd be playing for something. Ten. And then we're looking at the last game of the year is the Jets are at the Bills. So
3: uh, at the Bills, we're taking the Bills.
2: Okay. The Bills need this game because this is where what makes them get into the place or not. And the Bills take this one.
1: Okay. So what do you got for uh, what do you got for records, guys? All right, Rico's got him with eleven. I'm at nine or ten. <laughs> why don't we meet you? Why don't we meet you guys halfway and say it's a ten-win season? Ten-win season, okay. minimum right. at minimum ten, six. Ten-win season. Okay, ten-win
3: so, season. The fact that we're talking about the Buffalo Bills and a ten-win season,
1: yeah, I love It's amazing. You? Doesn't doesn't that feel
2: good? So it's let me, amazing.
3: It does feel pretty good. Our
2: our schedule is it's the terrible. is considered the third easiest schedule. Yeah. But I never believe in that crap anyway because. To any given Sunday, but they say that it's the third easiest schedule. So it's they don't say any given us.
3: Sunday in Miami, and I don't think <laughs> Washington either anymore. Well, well let them. me tell you, there this, you
1: guys, I'm going to go over the AFC East 2019 picks from uh, the SportingNews.com. All
3: right, what Here. do the professionals say?
1: So we nailed the Patriots. 13-3 was uh, was their record for the Patriots. That's what we said they'd be, right? 13-3, yeah.
3: Let me so say 11 five.
1: Bang on. Yeah, for the I thought Patriots. it was lower than that. Not quite. I think we gave them a ton of wins.
3: Mm, I had 11. Yeah. You had 11. I had 10, actually. For the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. We had 11. I think you, yeah.
1: Maybe you had that. Year Do again. we go 11 and 5? 11 yeah. yeah, we went in 11 and 5. Yeah. Okay, let's get let's change that up there, gang. Okay, we chose 11 and 5. Sporting News said there'll be 13 and 3. All right, let's see who's right. Okay. Sporting News. Yeah. Uh, New York Jets, We did we say 9 and 7? The Jets, uh, yeah, it was a 9. Okay, so the Sporting News said they'll be 9 and 7. All right. Very interesting. Nine and seven is a tough spot to be in. Right. Right It's a tough spot. Wild card at best. Yep. At best. Buffalo Bills. We just gave them a 10 win season. Let me guess. Seven wins. Sporting News gave them five and 11. There you go. Five and 11. Yep. Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Fuck you, Sporting News. (laughs) Seriously. And the Miami Dolphins. We gave them a three and 13. I think that was friendly. Yeah. That That was was my friendly right there. Uh, Two, two and fourteen is what the sporting news so predicts. Miami
3: so Miami two and fourteen, and the Bills five and eleven.
1: Yeah, they're way off.
3: Fuck. Who's
1: uh, Daniel sporting
3: Jeremiah news and for Bucky you Brooks. guys listening? Really? You guys are.
1: Daniel yeah. Jeremiah give that? Bucky Brooks. Wow, Bucky I never those guys. At right? Bucky Brooks and at Move the Sticks, if you want to yep. shout him out there, move the sticks. shout him out.
3: I want to message I, I, them and say well, what the
1: fuck well they were pretty we were pretty close other than the Bills we were pretty close with the rest of them so yeah I guess they're, you know, not, uh, as, uh, they're not as yeah, we're
3: optimistic yeah. about the Bills as
1: we are guys I don't know what to say man probably was, stuff. the that was an awesome segment and Rico like I know you're a huge Bills fan and we, we brought you here Bills wise because yes. we're doing the AFCs but you know we we may ask you to come back and Listen, perform yeah, time yeah man that Bro. you
2: guys call me I am there I'm there hey. I, I, I,
1: I like this and Kurt, we got to get you a mic too. Because yes,
3: and a phone charger.
1: And a phone charger, but uh, you, a mic mainly. And a phone charger too. Are you guys familiar with uh, Joe
2: Budden? Are you guys familiar with Joe Budden? Joe Budden's uh, the rapper. Anyway, he has a podcast. I think I am. And it's a three man podcast. And they've got a, a statistician, would you say? <laughs> they give him a mic. He needs a mic. Yeah. Get the man a mic. Get him a, mic. Get, get a mic. mic. get the man a mic.
3: Get the man a mic. Do we have another mic? I can find another mic. Fine, I'll buy another mic. Another mic. All this uh, revenue coming in with this, uh, I'll buy a new mic. (laughs) Anybody out there want to sponsor a new mic? Go fund me. (laughs) Go fund me. That's it. Um, Hey, Rico, it's been a pleasure. Listen, I appreciate it, man. You know, we're going to be doing more NFL segments. So, yeah, even though you're a Bills guy, I think uh, in order to be a fanatic of a specific team, you need to be a fanatic of that league (laughs) and understand it. So Clearly, uh, you do. anytime we can get you out here for your uh, your input would be great. Right. As a treat for you. Yes. Well, you got anything left to say? Some of your yeah. listeners might be doing it, whatever. You, you got anything what? you want to say? Uh,
2: definitely, man. Listen, uh, I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, honored to be here. You guys are top-notch, professional. I like it. <laughs> um, Buffalo Fanatics, you guys know who it is, man. So uh, check out the unconvent. What is it? I want to know. I want to get that. The Unsportsmanlike Convo. Yes, check sure. these boys out iTunes. Are you guys on Google Play as well or Google? Yeah, we are. Excellent. Check Should these boys out. These guys now. are legit. Uh, I plan to join these guys mo- more times uh, than none. And uh, listen, man, anytime you guys want to have me, it's all the way Buffalo Fanatics, Twitter. Uh, hit me up on Twitter as well. It's Rico underscore, the real Rico underscore BF uh, for Buffalo Fanatics. And then we'll go from there. Man. We'll just keep it that way. Keep it simple. Beauty. This will
3: be fun during Love the it. season, too. We Love get it. out here for like a Thursday night or something like that. That being said, we are going out to a song I found on YouTube. That is uh, themed appropriately. You're Hopefully, right.
0: this. i yeah. Rex, Ryman, Rex Ryman, Ryman, Ryman.
3: Have you heard this, Rico? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. What is going on here? Yeah, I have Number 78. I'm like, hey, it's Buffalo. See a your pass <laughs> all up in your end zone. I just want the Bills to go in the Super Bowl. Got the floating oh, flakes aye, up in my cereal bowl. That make me want to shout, song never gets old. We are that team, listen to the fans go. Dope. we be counting up <laughs> inches of the damn snow. Alright, this is our episode, we're gonna go out to this. This the lyrics. <laughs> Jovi tried to move our team to Toronto, but Terry and Kim Pugula let the bands go, everybody I'll build some stadiums. The fans are wild and we're crazy. Buffalo Bills till I die, no for Yeah, Buffalo Bills, yeah. We're the ones to beat. Remember OJ and the Electric Company? Can't score a point, that's the defense stopping you. Can't hear your play call, that's the Bills Mafia. Got the tailgate, BBQ, and beer in my belly. Shotgun two for Thurman, and one for Jim Kelly. We coming for the Super Bowl, about time we won that. Wouldn't it be the first time we had the greatest comeback. I love that white, red, navy. We watching the field in the round with some stadium. The fans are wild and we're crazy. Below bills till I die.